you're a Delta SkyMiles Platinum Business American Express card member, you'll know a thing or two about an expertly packed capsule wardrobe that balances business and leisure. So you can go from conference sleek to cocktail party chic with a few new accessories. You can hustle from 9 to 5 before exploring with ease from 5 to 9. Because you're the chief excursion officer. The Delta SkyMiles Platinum Business American Express card. If you travel, you know. Learn more at go.amex slash you know business. When you're constantly on the move, it's not just pits that break a sweat. From your armpits to your thighs and everywhere in between, new whole body deodorant cream and sticks from Shea Moisture are your secret weapon to staying fresh and confident all day long. Made from melanin-rich skin and packed with plant-based goodness, embrace a new era of freshness with whole body and stick deodorants from Shea Moisture. Find them at your nearest Walmart and walmart.com. And when you do, your whole body's covered. Welcome to the Friends. Every time I'm in the zone. My name is Dustin. I'm Francesca, also known as Hey Friend Hey. My name is Asante. This is the Friends All. That was none other than none other than uh NFL superstar Terrell Owens. Okay. <laughs> Wait, no. And the reason that that was Terrell no. Owens was because <laughs> this past week on Thursday, y'all remember back in August, right? <laughs> when uh, this NFL Hall of Famer, that is Terrell Owens, shared an 11 minute video on Instagram where he documented um, an interaction between the police and his Karen neighbor that called the police on him, right? Remember that, that white woman that was a Karen? She called the police on Terrell Owens I don't think I ever year. saw that. No, I it don't was think a I whole thing, and he put her on blast, right? Well, mm. this past um, Thursday, this past Thursday, um, let me find my note here. Here we go. This past Thursday, the Karen, who has been identified as Caitlin Davis, was charged with a misdemeanor mm. count of filing a false police report in Broward oh, County, Florida, shit. where the confrontation occurred, according to court records. So it's about time that we've been seeing these motherfucking um, windbag Karens. You know what I'm saying? Some consequences and repercussions on their motherfucking ass. Throw the book at them. Okay, because they all look like their face got slammed in a book anyway. (laughs) Hell yeah. And and one time, that's for the culture. That's for Mm -hmm. black people. I hope they made everybody black and and everybody with some common sense and knows that this shit needs to stop. I hope that made all of us feel better to know that. And that's why my nigga Terrell always said, (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Now, funny story about that video. Shout out to my dear friend. Um, James, uh, great professional NYU grad who that's actually his cousin, cousin Mika. And I love her and I've met her in person and she has so much personality and they just caught a candid moment of her seeing partition so good, and so expressively right to, uh, to the camera. And it's now become a meme and it's circulated all over it. But I was one of the first people Dustin that saw that video. showed me that before. You remember that? Uh, yes. You the only reason. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Children of me. Uh-huh. 
That's it, That's it, man. Let me Do you remember? Now, some people call it a meet me anyway. Let me me. <laughs> my, this is my new thing too. I'm putting my hand right here when I laugh because I'm older now. <laughs> <laughs> That's my new thing. You know, I'm what? putting my hand on my neck when I laugh. <laughs> you know, Dustin, you doing that makes me think of another uh, Michael Jackson and Jason moment. Purple fall, but never mind. Purple fall, like MJ Doctor. Where to Nikki? They killing me. Now we need to know who said who was it? I believe it was either Tokyo Tony or it was Rest Our Soul, but Frankie, Keisha Cole's mama. One of them was like, Michael Jackson, this is it. Michael Jackson. One of them said that. And I can't remember who it was. It was one of them, or either it was um, I was about to say, or either it was Black China Mama. That's the same person as Tokyo Tony. Now that is how what I mean when I say the best shade throws itself. Let's just move on. Let's move on. Cause I ain't trying to talk about nobody, mama. Let's move on. You talk about mine, I fuck you up. You know, I, I will my bare hands. I will work your ass out for talking about my mama. Please slow down. Stop this car. Yes. Michelle, please. Justin is in this week. He was singing before we even pressed the <laughs> What was he singing? No, you were singing the front thing. <laughs> Get out. So get out. Oh, God. She does her head in that clip. is so funny. Everybody just How y'all wait. doing? Please. Thank you. Uh, this is how America. Your weekend? My weekend was great. Today is election day, and I hope y'all got y'all asses out to vote. I really I hope y'all out. did. You know, I those did. of us listening that are voting, I hope you got right. your asses out to vote. Because it's a very important time. Ain't nobody trying to do the um, cha-cha slide off beat with them Republicans. Have y'all ever seen them videos from like <laughs> no. those Republican rallies where they be like line dancing and shit all I off don't beat? Need to. It looks it looks like you know I how the Cuffy Challenge has been looking when they were the uh, kneeling down with the kufi with the who was it? Oh, <laughs> that was that was Nancy Pelosi and. <laughs> <laughs> I saw enough. Ooh, they was kneeling. They, 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 they. <laughs> I want to go in there. Get up, all you motherfuckers! Get up right now, God damn it! God, that was so good. Oh. Must be something about being on your knees and name Nancy, because we all know that rumor Ooh. about uh, Nancy Reagan. We heard. All oh. right, so <laughs> they called her the goat. You know what kind of goat they called her? Can I just say? <laughs> That wow, the time zones have me fucked up. Y'all can hear it in my voice today. That even though I was thankful for the extra hour because I had a 6 a.m. flight mm-hmm. and that gave me a little more cushion time for sleep, but between that switching a 6 a.m. flight coming to New York, being on a different time zone, I am I don't know what planet I'm on today. You know, so you're coming or going, me. but look at you still, look at you, girl, you've done it again. Look at you, girl. Like that Michelle Obama video. To be honest, girl, you've done it again. You still handling your business. You still getting everything done. I sure did. I saw some of y'all in Harlem. Some of y'all saw me on 125th. I was out there with my production crew getting some Harlem textures for a campaign. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. And y'all, did y'all see that my crew came out to Portland over the Mm -hmm. weekend? Wasn't you know, that, so there, that beautiful waterfall, friend. Now, where exactly was it? 
Panther Creek Falls. It's about an hour away from Portland. That was it's in it was breathtaking. Stunning. It's in Washington yeah. and not far at all. And it is so beautiful. And I was thankful because I'm working on this campaign for Facebook. And they mm-hmm. wanted to show my two lives, basically, my life in New York and my life now in Portland. So I was able to, to so fly. fly so good. I was able to fly my team out, which was really bomb because I, I have to start creating in Portland. You know, it is my mm-hmm. new life and I just hadn't had the opportunity to do that. So this is kind of going to set the tone of my new lifestyle. So to bring them in and they were hiking <laughs> with all that gear, I felt terrible. Mm-hmm. But they were excited. Oh, did you get the shots? <laughs> But we got the shots and they were honestly, they were like really thankful because they said that they had never shot nature and and kind of more lifestyle content like that. They do a lot of commercial work mainly. So they were excited. We we were on that waterfall with them cameras. I was praying that everyone made it out. okay, (laughs) and everyone's equipment made it out. okay. yeah, it was really fun. So (laughs) I'm super (laughs) thankful. Not no, you was, was on nervous. pins and needles for him. I was nervous. <laughs> Reggie, the, the DP uh-huh. with that expensive mm-hmm. ass camera walking down and some slippery rocks. I just kept looking at his feet. His camera looked like it's alive. It moved like the avatars and shit, <laughs> like the camera beat. That's the Ari. <laughs> you know, the yeah, way the camera, camera moves. I was like, that wow, this is so expensive serious. shit. And it's like 35 pounds. So shout out I to Reggie, man. I say 35K. Yes. I mean... Mm-hmm. And it probably is. is. <laughs> car, car note. Not you got and a camera is. note. Okay. <laughs> Damn. Well, that's why I was mm. nervous. I was like, walk, walk slow. Walk well, it slow, was brother. Pretty. It was worth no, it. No, yeah. I'm very excited for y'all to see the, the content we shot. And of course, my go-to Max Hilding. Shout out to the to the shameless Maya <laughs> collective. Saga Daddy. Saga Daddy. He's gonna he's gonna put his magic on it. And those of you who watched Illuminating Intersectionality, which dropped on the last yes. speakers network Woo! YouTube channel, episode one. Hosted by Dr. Takia Robinson. That was also mm-hmm. shot by Reggie. Shout out to the Haitian sensation. Y'all were in my DMs <laughs> like, oh my girl. Because <laughs> every time I post him, my DMs go up, okay? Uh-huh. They be like, who that friend, cameraman? Fine. I'm like, let's relax. <laughs> you must have told him because every time he'd be on the camera you now, he'd be doing like this. <laughs> that's that's our little said, inside joke. Happy. That's our little okay. inside joke because everyone's like, his smile's so beautiful behind that camera. So now, whenever I put my phone on his face, he be like, <laughs> 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 he's so cute. But shout out to Reggie and the whole crew. They're really so solid. I'm so thankful and excited for that campaign to drop next month. But outside of that, did you guys have a good weekend? The weather is beautiful out here in New York. Mm-hmm. The weather has been gorgeous in New York. I and, mean, you know, I, what? I just don't know. I don't know if I'm coming or going. I've been doing so many things and been Who so many. Telling? I've been so many places in my life and time, like <laughs> Donnie Hathaway said. Uh, but I, you know, I I'm here and I'm I'm handling my business and that feels good. Uh, Bet on Black is doing well. The numbers look good. Yes, People tell us how are you so feeling. You, you look you amazing, so Justin. Thank you. Made for TV. Literally you, made for TV. You be looking Thank so you, good. I, mean, I just be sitting there watching and laughing, and then Thank so you. proud too. Because <laughs> you can see shit. it. Can't you see it? Like him wanting to host the show. Like now, I think it's so bomb. You did this because now people see it. They're like, he's ready yeah. for it. He looks great. You gonna be the next Nina Parker? 
Thank oh. you. And that's some great shoes to feel. I fucking Hell yeah. love Parker so much. Mm-hmm. She's Proud doing her Nina. thing on Netflix. Hell yeah. Mm-hmm. I um, love her show too. And she always is working. And that's something that I really respect. Like people mm-hmm. yeah. who are consistent and and just continue to wow us. So Nina Parker gives it up for her. Hell yeah. Um, but Bet on Black is doing good on Revolt. Um, we're on episode three aired this week. You can watch and stream all of them on the Revolt YouTube channel and on the Revolt app. Um, but the other episodes uh, that are coming, forthcoming air on Monday nights at 9.30 Eastern time on Revolt. So much love to everybody that's been giving us such a favorable response. And shout out to all the contestants and businesses that have been a part of that because it feels good to amplify them because they're so deserving. There's been so many great ideas um, on that show. Um, I did some really cool press last week. I did a little something with Rolling Out, um, um, EURWeb, BlackFilm.com. Like, so that's you'll see so me on a couple flash. different outlets here. Um, just really grateful. Lots of good shit going on. Um, and Holding Court is doing well. Shout out to my my, my friend, Ebony, that Ebony I'm so blessed K. with. It feels good to work with our yes. friends, right? Like when you yes. work with your friends, you it, it feels just, good. It just Hell feels yeah. so good and safe. It's what I prefer. I was so just good. having this convo yesterday, how I just prefer it. Because people were asking if I'm going to get a Portland-based production team. And mm-hmm. I was like, I just Mm-mm. like what I like. <laughs> you ain't going to get nobody else to do it. <laughs> so... I also like shout out to Kid Fury because I went to Trilloween in LA. So shout out oh, to everybody that was there. So um, cute. It was so much Sold fun. It was so great to see everybody. Shout out to our girl Shar Jacelle. She was there. Shar says so yes. um, on all Hi, platforms. Shar, she was in the Shar. building. She looked good too. Beautiful. It's so much fun to party with. That's my girl. I love Shar. Um, but it was just great. Kid Fury was dressed as Rihanna at the CFDA I Awards saw- with like a crystal <laughs> thing. It was so funny and so I mean, much he fun. He came so. out into the spin. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he was popping his shit all night. It was so much fun. I didn't even dress up this year. I had on some black sweats, girl. I, you know what? I, I saw and I was like, Dustin, what happened? Because you usually have a theme planned out really? like a year beforehand. But I you get know it. You've it. been really busy. I was too. working and busy yeah. and I didn't have time. Mm-mm, get somebody else to do it. I didn't have time. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Maybe next, maybe, look, maybe hit it, Benzino. Maybe next year. You know okay. what I'm saying? <laughs> maybe next <No>. year. But <laughs> what gonna happen for me this year? But get it was great to fellowship. Out. So get out. Right. <laughs> you know, and all like that and everything. Right. <sighs> but yeah, it was a good weekend. It was a good weekend. Asante, was yours good? My weekend was great. Uh, caught up on some rest. Stressed mm, about mm, the future. Ooh. Let's talk about um, you know, that. All that good Real. stuff. <laughs> I, I just, I don't know what it is, but I have this thing where I'm always, I'm always like majorly thinking about the past, but I don't know what it was this weekend. I was very present. So because I was so present, I was like, well, let me make some plans for the future. So I was doing a lot of planning, a lot of rearranging, um, trying to figure out how I'm going to move money next year to just travel a little bit more frequently. Like mm-hmm. a, Come a, whole on. Lot of, a whole lot, a lot. Me too. But, um, Personal travel. manifesting though, I in my own. I want to learn how yes. to launder money. I don't want to do it. Whoa. I just want to learn how people do it. That's all. <laughs> I'm fascinated by that because it's very, the lines are really blurred when it comes to like international business. And so I just want to know like how okay, people Ozark. do it. Mm-hmm. I don't want to do it. I just want to learn how he people said, I don't launder do it. money. Yeah, that's it. That's it. 
Aren't you fascinated with that? Money laundering. Like, think of what that really means. You know what I'm saying? Like, you're putting it over here to over there. So people don't know it came from over here in the first place. But by the time it's over there, it's out Look, there. Asante's like, I plead the fifth. Yeah. <laughs> I want to so... know more about money laundering. <laughs> okay. Asante, I am glad that you had a great weekend. You look great. You look rested. And I'm Thank glad you. we all had a good weekend. Actually, to to tie in what Dustin was saying, bet on black. About we money actually laundry? have oh. well no, not that part. I was gonna say, how did we get back here? <laughs> this week's black business segment is sponsored by Illuminating Intersectionality. Hey. <laughs> yes, I Amen. love the sound of that. Tell me more. Okay. Doesn't it sound so good? It's a Mm -hmm. new three-part video series brought to you by Target's Black Beyond Measure platform. And it's hosted by me, Fran Mm. of Hey Fran Hey, and the Friend Zone podcast. Come on. And and (laughs) F-R-A-N-P-I. That's, you know what? That's so cute. And, of course, uh, Chef Jade of All Jades and Dr. Takia Robinson of the Get and Grown podcast. I mean, they said the best. They said the best. (laughs) I mean, could you have done it any better? Such a great trio. So grateful to be able to work with my friends. This series features dynamic discussions about identity, power, and intersectionality as a tool for honoring the beautiful complexity of Black womanhood. Conversations cover topics such as race, class, socioeconomic status, education, food and food access, cultural expression, and so much more. And in addition, brilliant Black women-owned companies like Mented Cosmetics, Essie Spice, and Partake Foods are highlighted the episode dropped yesterday, first of mm-hmm. all. Episode one, hosted by Dr. Takia <laughs> Robinson. Yes. yes. You know, we had to have the doctor lead. Start things the right. Conference. I mean, come on. Mm-hmm. She's an academic. Y'all know Kia has the language. She knows how to uh, how to break down the framework in a way yes. that everyone can understand. And so we thought, who else but Dr. Takia Robinson, PhD. Okay. Put a handle on it. Okay, who else but her to Mm -hmm. open up and break it down in a way that we can really set the tone for how the series feels and what it's about. She did an incredible job. We want to also thank Crystal. We want to thank Scotty Beam, Sylvia Obell, and Jasmine Lawson of Netflix. Literally, like, I was so excited to work with all of our faves. Beauty and brains. We got to work with them yesterday. They helped us with the marketing, which was super exciting. They recapped the episodes. They shared their uh, experiences with the themes that we were discussing. Kia's conversation focused on the intersection of race and education, obviously. Mm -hmm. And she broke down just the different respectability politics and all the different challenges she's had to work through on her way up through higher academic not mm-hmm. higher academics, <laughs> through higher education as an she academic. all the way to the top flow. Okay. Mm-hmm. I mean, you can't get any higher. So thank you so much to our sisters for helping us bring that conversation to Twitter. They did a this phenomenal job. And honestly, it felt good to like spread the wealth, you know, like mm-hmm. Target gave us mm-hmm. the marketing budget and we just spent it on our sisters. You know I how I move. Yes. Ecosystem. Love yeah. it. Shout out to Leah Jackson. A lot of people were complimenting the art you know, mm-hmm. of the episode. Gorgeous. Gorgeous. Um, so join the conversation with us. We're having another live Twitter chat for those of you who may have missed it. 
uh, with me, Dr. Takia Robinson, Jada Valjays, and the same Sylvia Scotty. Uh, mm-hmm. Crystal Jasmine next week for the launch of episode two, which drops on Monday, uh, November. I was like, what month are we in? November 14th at 6 p.m. <laughs> Eastern Standard Time. I will be hosting that conversation. Yes. So I'm really, really, really excited for y'all to check it out. But make sure you check out episode one right now on the Loudspeakers Network YouTube channel. It is the most recent episode, so it'll be easy to find. You'll see our beautiful so faces. <laughs> Didn't we look so cute? Yes. So smart and so smart. An expensive smart project. An expensive. (laughs) Right. Quality, you know? (laughs) Okay, shout out to my production team because they did not come to play. Mm -mm. Okay. They were like, we want this to feel like TV. Mm -hmm. They really elevated the experience, everything from the lighting. Like we worked hard to get the right cameras, like the set, y'all know the plants, mm-hmm. the set design was super beautiful. We wanted to feel cozy, like everyone was chilling with us in our living rooms. So once again, this week's Black Business segment is sponsored by Illuminating Intersectionality, a new three-part video series brought to you by Target's Black Beyond Measure platform. Shout out to them for showing us so much love. And they hey, are, hey, right? Hey, Target. I need to start doing that. Like I say, Frank. Hey, Target. Hey, (laughs) (laughs) Dustin, I don't know if you want to take it away and break down who Bet on Black is highlighting this week or who the winner of Bet on Black is this week. Absolutely. Uh, I had the pleasure, as I said, to be the host of this season, season two of Bet on Black um, in partnership with Target and Revolt. And this week on episode three, our winner was none other than Mess in a Bottle, okay? Which is a black-owned, woman-owned, okay? And message-driven t-shirt company with messages that give a voice to the voiceless. And I could tell you more about it, but I think it would only be right if we have the owner and creator and mastermind of Mess in a Bottle come on and tell you herself, Miss Kalila right first of all welcome to the friend zone okay thank you thanks uh, for having me to see you absolutely we happy to have you over here i seen you over there now i'm talking to you over here you know what i'm saying <laughs> i'm happy to make that transition with you kalila for those of us though who may be listening uh, and are not familiar with messing a bottle and kalila right uh just tell us a little bit about your origin story girl like how did you start this thing so Mess in a Bottle, we're in a power brand. We put messages on T-shirts and they come packaged in a reusable bottle. Um, mm-hmm. I started the company in 2016, shortly after the Freddie Gray uprising. So Freddie mm-hmm. Gray, an African-American male, he died while in police custody. And, you know, this happened in my Baltimore City community. So it mm-hmm. felt like people were desperate for a message. For a message. It felt like they needed a voice. Um, so I started Messing a Bottle by creating these messages, um, you know, messages that people can stand in solidarity with one another and really be able to evoke change. Um, so that's what Messing a Bottle is all about and how I got started. I'm curious, what was the first t-shirt that you created that made you kind of decide, like, I could turn this into something? Yeah, so one of my first messages, um, I highlighted it uh, on our show, um, on the Revolt, the Bet on Black show. It was, Mm -hmm. um, there are those who will change history and those who will be sad they didn't try. Um, Mm -hmm. So that was one of my very first messages as well, um, because I just felt like sometimes we feel like the things that we are trying to do, that it doesn't have true impact. Um, But I don't believe that. Um, I think that even Mm -hmm. the smallest thing can be a big impact. So, Do you rap? 
I don't, but I need to have a little one. These is bars, you know. We're going to be on the right side of it. We're going to be sad about it. These is bars. I channel my little Kim. I channel the Brooklyn. (laughs) And now another thing that I think, speaking of the Brooklyn in you and and little Kim, right? Your style, your personal style. Now, you know, on set, I told you personally, like, yo, you fresh. You know what I'm saying? Thank you. you. You was fresh every time I saw you. So how does that translate into you know, your 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 ideas and concepts as far as the design of your T-shirts that you put in the bottles? So great question. I'm an architect and I'm a designer by trade, right? And I mm-hmm. think that it's been kind of interesting how my style has like developed and evolved over the years. Like I am from Brooklyn. I was born in Jamaica. So it's just like, it's funny because I have like a lot of cultural elements where I love color. Mm -hmm. I love Mm -hmm. pops of color, but then black and white make my heart happy. Mm -hmm. Um, I love classic design. I love a Carolina Herrera. I love, Mm -hmm. you know, Mm -hmm. You know, it's just like I'm a mix between like Chanel and, you know, something very high end and something real like raw, you know, like mm-hmm. I'm like, give me little Kim on the cover of yes. one of her albums with the yes, hair, Kalina. like, you know, so I just have, I and I think what's been beautiful is I'll come into a space very classic and clean and then throw on a pair of grills or throw on some lambins or throw on, mm-hmm. you know, just something to pop out and show out and just say, like, even though I'm in these, you know, very high end, eloquent spaces, like mm-hmm. I'm a hood chick from Brooklyn that do mm-hmm. her bad things with my friends. Like, mm-hmm. that's the vibe. And I want you to know that that person can still be a multi-million dollar business owner. Like that's, that's I how it. I like it. I love it. I love it. And it, it translates very well throughout your packaging. So tell us a little bit more about like the, the reach and the impact that Mess in a Bottle has gotten. Like how far have you taken this? Where do you want to go with it? Like what does that look like for you, Khalida? So we started in 2016. I literally started with less than $500. I've grown the business to more than a $5 million, you know, company was spent, wow, you know, having congratulations. more than $5 million in sales. Thank yes. you. Wow. And less than... in less than five years (laughs) on top of that and so I mean I feel like sky's the limit I think you know it's funny like we are venturing into vending machines doing a lot of stuff but my background so smart yeah my background is in architecture so you know the way I think about it is you might see a mess building like that's Mm -hmm. that's the vibe that I'm on like you know sky's definitely the limit and I don't think that anything is impossible you know I just think about what's the spaces that I could possibly have mess in that you know it may not be traditionally where you think that it's going and I I just think that for our um for entrepreneurs you have to continue to reinvent yourself and kind of pop Mm -hmm. up in spaces that you know, people just don't expect you in. So that's kind of the vibe I'm on. Look, you know, I just personally, I, I love the vending machine ideas. I love the messages. Yeah, and I, I love, love the name Mess. And so when you say a mess building, you know, I'm just going to go on ahead and tell you that the mess building is going to have so much in it. And I can't wait for the mess merch division to open because I would love to, you know, be part of that. Because I just yeah. see, <laughs> I, like, um, when you said a vending machine, I was like, this would be perfect. Because whenever I go to concerts, you know, there's always those really long tables and people trying to scramble around and get sizes and stuff so if there was like mess vending machines where people can get the mm-hmm. merch from or you could have them load up their merch in your mess vending machines that would that be super cute. dope so i just see so much expansion for you what are some things what are some things that are ways you would like to expand outside of the t-shirts or the vending machines as, as well because i know you're talking yeah. about you do the business or the building rather 
I have thought about, you know, also how to flip this on its head and turn it into like, I would love to show at New York Fashion Week. I would love to show at Milan Fashion Week, you know, like Mm -hmm. Paris Fashion Week. Like, you know, those are the things that are like, sky's definitely the limit. Like, I just think about so many different ways that I can, you know, turn this into couture if I wanted to, or, you know, like somebody walking a red carpet in mess. What does that look like, you Mm -hmm. know? So I think that um, I've just been, I have my notepad, I have, you know, I sketch all the time and I'm always just thinking about, all right, where can I go with this? So I just have this, you know, this vision and nothing is off the table for me. I love that, Kalila. Now, as far as the, I love how you've um, laid out like the expansion plans and just conceptually what you have for the brand in general, but like, what about the messaging? What does the evolution of your messaging look like? What are the the topics right now that you really want to make sure you address in the messaging on your project? I think about, honestly, a lot of things that's going on in the world that we kind of like sweep under the rug. You know, the fact that we are still actively like in war, that there's a war going outside, going mm-hmm. on outside, not far away from us. Um, I also right now I'm tithering the line and just trying to figure out, you know, um, right now we are faced with like freedom of speech and like the battle of, you know, freedom of speech speech isn't free. Like it literally is not free. And I'm on the line where there's some stuff that I'm like, watch your mouth. And there's other stuff where I understand that, you know, you can be free. So I think that right now I've just been exploring what things the company, you know, can touch on and what things we won't get canceled for. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I can imagine that being sensitive. Yeah. Yeah. And messaging that you put out, because sometimes even though if you do something, you know, just even with not knowing enough information about something, you know, can Mm -hmm. really get you in hot water and put you in the Mm -hmm. wrong, wrong place and space. Mm -hmm. So even just all of that stuff, I've just really been heavily thinking about how to position myself and. Also, if this is a company or something that I want to see, you know, long term, like we'll always have elections, voting, you know, like things like that. So I'm just always considering how do we keep everybody on their toes, keep everybody thinking about, you know, um, what things they need to pay attention to um, and just really um, getting the message in front of, you know, in front of people. I think that's a really uh, a true testament to like the brilliance of your company, right? Because you guys have to find that sweet spot of landing being right in the middle of like evergreen themes and topics that appeal to all people and 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 are going to continue to echo throughout our culture specifically while also hitting the mark on what's now, what's trending, what's important, what is uh, the priority in messaging too. So I think that that is what makes what you do so special because you can get a t-shirt with a a saying on it any damn way, right? But what you're doing is specifically identifying these areas and these intersections of life that are underserved and that are considered to be the voiceless Mm -hmm. and you're making them fly as hell. So uh, (laughs) in, in respect to that, what do you think about what does like collaboration look like for you with like maybe say, fashion houses or, or existing brands do you have like dream collaborators that do you have like a hit list like what is that even something that you're interested in with messing about them 
So I love people like Claire Summers um, mm-hmm. of Fashion Bomb Daily. Much respect. Uh-huh. Yeah, that's that's people. I love you know um, Hanifa, who is a fashion house right now. She's tearing down mm-hmm. the game. I love wearing her product. Um, you know, I'm, I'm a big fan of it. like Misa Hilton. We're doing some mm-hmm. stuff um, with her fashion Shout academy. Misa. Yeah, and so I mean, I think just. I've been fortunate enough to be in a lot of space with some heavy hitters, you know, so it's been really good. Like, you know, I know um, Diddy had a whole black excellence line. So even that, you know, popping out with some black excellence messages, you know, I I just think that the possibilities are endless. So um, that's been a lot of fun being able to collaborate and work with a lot of people too. Yeah, that's wonderful. Okay. Uh, your store right now is based out of Baltimore, correct? Yep. If you were to open three locations tomorrow, where would they be? Atlanta, New York, and um, hmm, 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 hmm. One more. Um, probably some. You know, I don't know. We don't. Let's say San Fran. I was gonna say let's I go think. international. Let's go. Let's go. Let's take the best Ooh. international. Where would you go? I mean, listen, Paris <laughs> is my place right now. Paris or London? I feel like even London. Like London will. I think that there's a big, you know, like trendy market for like London. So I, mm-hmm. I would say London would be a great space for like. And I think that there's a lot of like liberal, like you know, young adults who are Absolutely. like screaming for a message. So mm-hmm. I feel like London would be the place. Okay, so you said New York. We're in New York now, because I know you're from Brooklyn. I mean, the best borough <laughs> there is. I mean, do you have to ask? Do you have to ask? I don't know. My friends would disown me on this podcast, so I'm going to have to say Brooklyn. But I mean, seriously, Brooklyn is, you know, right now, look, you can't even live in Brooklyn, all right? That's mm. how you can't even buy property in Brooklyn. So Brooklyn is Ooh. definitely the place. There's just a lot of, you know, there's a lot of... Um, crossover and intersection between, you know, Caribbean culture, American culture, you know, mm-hmm. black culture. Like, so I definitely would say Brooklyn is, is the spot. I love it. Wonderful. Now, what about, um, okay. So t-shirts are, you know, a universal theme. Anybody can wear a t-shirt, right? Have you considered like getting into more specifically like into menswear or like just pieces that are, are more specific in that way? Yeah, it's funny because so many guys have asked and they're like, when is the men's stuff coming? Mm-hmm. And I've been dabbling. I've been kind of waiting. You know, we were trying to things just got really hectic this Black Friday. That mm-hmm. was actually on our list. And that's what we were trying to do is just like a men's like kind of, you know, a gender neutral. We wanted it because a lot of the stuff we make is not specifically for men or women, even though mm-hmm. they're you know women driven or they come from. Mm-hmm. A woman's voice. Um, so we want men to wear as strong as the woman next to me. We want men to like, you know, buy our products and be okay with feeling like, all right, you know, like even though this may have the word woman, it's not for a woman. Yeah, um, absolutely. Empower, you know, a woman next to us, like things like that. But um, I think it's coming. You know, I've also been kinder to myself as an entrepreneur and not trying to just rush the process. I think like um, I want to do it and do it well. That's the other thing, too. Mm-hmm. I don't want to just throw it together and be like, all right, here's something. Mm-hmm. I'm like, right. no, let me, you know, take my time, put it together right and then come up with, you know, something good. Yeah, I just I want to mention. 
I want to mention this one story that I read on your website where you said you started a uh-huh. cool club, 35 cents a week <laughs> in junior high school. That was the first business that you opened. They had laminated ID cards and an account and <laughs> even their books were done. <laughs> they had accounting <laughs> of the group's budget for the fiscal year. And that's how you got into entrepreneurship. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I thought that was the coolest was story. Always. So you've always had it. It's always been yeah. in you. <laughs> I did. I mean, I probably didn't identify and know what it was in fifth grade. Um, you know, of course not. But I've <laughs> always been like anyone who knows me from school really knows like this has been I've always been um, a leader, you know, mm-hmm. a person that is like kind of really driven in this space. So it's been, you know, it's, it's always been like sort of embedded in me to be like, it was destined to be like where I am now in my career. You know, when I think of messages and we were talking about men's, I was thinking like if you were to branch off into men's or why not specifically uh, athletic wear? in general, because I feel like that would be a great market. People always need to be motivated there as well, or they might need a message to keep moving or improving. So have you ever thought about athletic wear? Like I know on your website, you play with like biker shorts and stuff like that, but Mm -hmm. specifically like that type of fashion. Dustin, you sound like you had a good, I I feel like I could answer this for Kalila, right? Cause I, the the limited exposure I've had, Kalila is so fly y'all. You looking at her from the neck up, Right. right? Ain't no way she hasn't considered these things, right? Kalila yeah. has absolutely identified the areas of expansion. I'm sitting here, when the words was coming out of my mouth, I said, she already did that. <laughs> I didn't know she did that. You know what I'm saying? So, all right, but Kalila, seriously, like I remember you had on this green, it was like an emerald green. Was it like a, a Dupiani yeah, silk skirt? Uh-huh. That, mm-hmm. It was so fly, y'all. I'm telling you, when she was presenting to the judges, her personal style really caught my eye. And so Thank the you. fact that that her company, of course, the fact that, and I don't just say that because, you know, y'all know I, I call it out otherwise too, mm-hmm. right? So when it's good, <laughs> when I say it's good, it's good, okay? And I just, I love the fact that, because to me, style is something that is so, it's important to people that it's important to. And so to be able to find a creative pursuit that is not only satisfying that, but also like doing good work and well-intentioned um, and purposeful work, I just take my hat off to you as a from one black business person to another. And I'm Thank so you. fortunate to and grateful to have been able to work and share space with you. Tell everybody where they can find everything mess in a bottle and also everything Kalila right, because I want them to see you. Too. Yes. So, yeah. Thank you. And let me just say something really quick too about what you just said, because I think this is important, especially for um, like young and, you know, like young girls growing up. So like just even with style and I've been really toying the line lately and I'm grateful and thankful that you said what you said in regards to, you know, my dress mm-hmm. and that you loved it, because I think like right now, especially with black women, Um, I think sometimes we are afraid of like, if we don't look a certain way, if our mold does not fit a certain, you know, I feel like if I don't have bundles or, you know, like if I don't have a certain, like if my hair is not straight or if I don't maybe have a low cut something, you know, that as a black woman, sometimes it's like we're overlooked or you're not noticed or, you know, someone's like, it's not feminine enough. So Mm -hmm. I think I've really like toyed the line a lot lately with like exploring my style and wanting because I'm like I feel sexy even if it's not like you know tight and if it's Mm -hmm. not you know showing anything I'm like I feel the most like 
sexy covered up and mm-hmm. you know and it shows no curves and things like that so you know I just want to thank you for saying that because I think right now a lot of people we feel sometimes so like you walk down a street and because you don't fit the mold of now what everyone is you know a lot of women are starting to look like you're like is something wrong am I the one you know am I the mm-hmm. problem is it me so, so I think <laughs> having people affirm and trying to say like sis you look beautiful or no you look yeah. good you don't need or you know and I think that's what society like we're sort of missing and lacking these days because you scroll on your timeline and everybody's starting to look the same wear the same do the same and so when you're not doing that you start to question yourself like am I not like and if you have no one confirming that this is actually like popping you're like Mm -hmm. okay I guess I think I'm all right you know so I just want to again thank you because I think I was lost you know at times going through like fashion and feeling like I don't want to look like that that isn't what I want to dress like do I have to be forced into that space Mm -hmm. um so you know I just think it's really necessary to highlight and sort of say I do too. And I'm so yeah. glad that, that you're doing it the way that you do it. And I want these people to see what I saw. You know what I'm saying? So <laughs> so where do they need to go, beloved? Yeah, so you guys can follow me um, on Instagram at Mess in a Bottle or Owner of Mess. Owner of Mess is where you see a lot of my like personal style. I've been like just trying to showcase that a lot more there. Mm-hmm. And um, you can also, our website is messinabottle.com. And I'll probably also be dropping either Kalila Wright or Owner of Mess will be back just because I really want to explore more of my personal style in the next chapter of my life, so... I love that. Well, Kalila, it's really been a pleasure. Thank you so much for coming to kick it with the friend zone. Thank you. Uh, And yeah, I hope you enjoyed your your episode three win for Messing the Bottle. Thank you. Congratulations. (laughs) So once again, this week's Black Business segment is sponsored by Illuminating Intersectionality, a new three-part video series brought to you by Target's Black Beyond Measure platform. Support Executive us. Executive produced by Hey Friend Hey. Honey. Oh. <laughs> Okay. I you did. Gotta, I got to produce. Know. I got to direct. I got to so do you creative executive direction. produced and creative directed, and you directed this as well, friend. And oh, hosted. Wow. Wow. I mean, the kid was in the building. That's why when people were commenting on how beautiful it looked, it meant a lot mm-hmm. to me because I was stressed out of my mind trying to make sure that we came off not only smart, not only, you know, touching on a topic that had so much depth and range, but also just look good doing it. Yeah. Like, yeah. you know, the lighting, the outfits. We had yeah. black owned outfits. I know Akia had on like Hanifa. I wear a uh, Fee Noel next so week's bad. episode. Shout out to Hanifa. Okay. Mm-hmm. Like we, we came with the big guns. So thankful for all of y'all in the comments. I saw a lot of friend zone listeners leaving comments on YouTube, retweeting us on Twitter, sharing the episode and the link. So super thankful for y'all. Definitely check that out. Once again, it's on the Loudspeakers Network YouTube channel, Illuminating Intersectionality. Go and watch that now. Thank you once again to Target's Black Beyond Measure platform for yes. sponsoring the Black Business of the Week. And thank you to Kalila Wright, Mess in the Bottle. Yeah. We wish you much, much success in the next coming yes. years. So now we will move on to the recap segment. Last week's episode, let me go ahead and pull that up. 
titled Puffed Up with Pride. Thank you, Dustin <laughs> Ross. <laughs> Dustin walked us through October's hot topics. And a lot of you listening had a lot to say. Who stood out to you, Asante? Well, <clears throat> I was over in the gated community. And Samantha Jenna said, I just love how much love Dustin shows us in the Patreon gated community. So in the spirit of, of, I decided to choose a comment on another one of our uh, posts on the gated community, the gay community, the gated community, excuse me. Um, For those of you that don't (laughs) know, we have a show, (laughs) we have a show called (laughs) The Binge, where we review these shows that we watch and this previous show we just got finished watching was Kingdom Business, featuring Yolanda Adams, Tamar Braxton, uh, and a whole slew of other people. So I would like to read a comment from Tisha on the last episode of Kingdom Business that we did, because this week we are starting a new series. So if you have not joined our Patreon Thank community, God. please go and join because we are <laughs> going, to, going to be reviewing season two of uh, The White Lotus. But back the to Tisha. Is rough. <clears throat> Tisha says, I know you guys hate watch this show, but you all made it very funny. I had a good time listening and it almost makes me want to watch to witness how bad it was for myself. But I don't have BET Plus. Thanks, Asante. I had fun. (laughs) Shout out to you, Tisha. And shout out to everybody that enjoyed Kingdom Business. And shout out to everybody that does not watch Kingdom Business or any of the shows that we watch. They just watched us to see how we we react. So, What if that was Tisha Campbell? If it on, the, on like a burner email, well, <laughs> using her real name though, but she, I, I would have so many questions. A but burner it, you email know, using mind. her real Don't name that would me. be so gangster. And if anybody can judge a, a a show on network television, you know what I'm saying? Tisha Campbell, she's been working since we met her. Well, this Tisha, she's been a patron for a year. So Tisha, if you Tisha Campbell, shout out to you for being a patron for a year. And thank you for your donations. Zonations. That's what I found out there in them streets. Friend, what did you find out there? So Arian um, on SoundCloud said, Fran, why didn't you put up a sign that said no candy? (laughs) In regards to the fact that I didn't have candy for the Halloween kids. I don't know. I thought I mean, a sign was doing a lot. You know, like, I just don't have candy. And my and my porch, which is another thing I wanted to address, a lot of you assumed that I would leave my porch light on, and that's why they were knocking. Y'all, if no. I didn't have candy, what makes you think <laughs> that a woman who was trying to hide out because she forgot candy would leave her porch light on so kids can come knock? Like, that's the first thing I did was turn it off, but these kids are lawless and they knocked anyway. I think they saw, obviously they saw the light inside because I was hiding in the living room watching (laughs) Netflix and they just knocked in hopes that maybe I forgot (laughs) to put the porch light on. They probably watched you like run around the living room trying to hide. Like they probably watched you like (laughs) Fran, if you was going to buy candy though, right? Would you, Uh what kind of candy as a vegan woman? You know what I'm saying? What kind, of, what, kind of, <laughs> what kind of candy would you buy? Because I'm concerned for the children. Like, what is, what is, yes, they knock, but what they going to get when they get well, there? Know, or do you, will you I buy know, regular shit? I know people assume that because of my lifestyle, and I'm not vegan. I haven't been vegan in years. Uh, okay. Because I well, of my lifestyle, no, it's fine. Because of my lifestyle that I would get them, like. Dried uh, fruit. <laughs> You know, the one at Trader Joe's, the like yeah. fruit jerky, <laughs> the dehydrated fruit. Yeah, um, 
apricot or wheatgrass water. shots or like ginger <laughs> shots or little bottles. I would not see my. I would I would get kids with kids like I would get them the little um the little Snickers assorted candies shit. bags from CVS. You know that has Snickers and M and M's and Milky Way okay. and stuff that kids like. Yeah, I've okay, never yeah, been I that. Knew, I knew you. Would, I knew you. Would be yeah, fair about no, it. I would never be that lame person. <laughs> <laughs> Some of a bunch of healthy shit. I have that in my house, but I wouldn't do that to the kids. But no, the those of you who are like, now why would <laughs> with seaweed? That, that lady gave seaweed. me some pita bread. <laughs> <laughs> that lady gave me some egg whites. <laughs> well, I got an egg white. <laughs> I didn't know you could give that. <laughs> no 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 i wouldn't do that to the kids but they're super cute they're super sweet and i like i said i'm gonna get you next year i promise and no i did not leave my porch light on yo Come i don't know on if you was giving some chicken nuggets you know, <laughs> you know, you know, you know it on every chicken to be chicken apostrophe chicken that always makes me so uncomfortable when i see stuff like that in restaurants like why is it like don't name it this if it's not that i anyway. mean Try and it'd be, like, and it be so processed plants. it'd be so yeah. processed you might as well eat the goddamn chicken the real one <laughs> see that's why i fuck with you because you real that's what i'm talking about <laughs> And I know people are going to ask me questions. So I was vegan for many years and then I switched to vegetarianism because I mm-hmm. I think I talked about it on the show. I just started craving dairy, like mm-hmm. um, not not milk or anything, but just like yogurts and ice cream, mm-hmm. like certain things and mm-hmm. cheese. How could I forget? Cheese mm-hmm. really is like cheese, the culprit. Cheese, please. Yes, right. Cheese was the real culprit. Like I just didn't want to stop myself from eating cheese on like sandwiches and stuff. And because my body was craving it, I'm someone that's not rigid with my diet. Like if my body starts wanting something else, I'm not going to be like, oh my God, but I've been vegan for 10 years. I was like, hey, this is what you asking for. You got it. And so I switched (laughs) to vegetarianism. I think I was vegan for like 10 years, switched to vegetarianism, maybe in my mid thirties, I feel, or early Mm thirties actually. So a a while ago, because mom was 40 Mm -hmm. now. And I actually switched. I'm back to to uh, eating meat. This summer, I changed my diet. Remember when we went to the restaurant? We went to the Mexican restaurant, I think, that Asante took oh, us to. Oh, yeah. Remember? Friend. And I had the tacos with y'all. Didn't we have tacos God and drinks? God damn and- it. Yeah. You forgot. I'm saying she yeah. ordering off the menu, ordering off the other menu. I don't even oh, pay attention. I was like, sides. she got it. She got it. <laughs> Friend. Yeah, wow, I normally okay. order off the sides. And then I don't know what happened when I turned 40 this year. I started craving meat. I swear. <laughs> I was just craving it. And it took a long time. I remember I talked with, uh, I was talking with Jade and Crystal like, yo, this is a big jump though for me, you know, because I, I switched my diet at 25. So mm-hmm. to be 40, 15 years later and crave something I haven't had. I also was like having to research, like, how do you reintroduce that in a healthy way? Because I didn't want to get mm-hmm. sick. And, and it was fine. My body actually, I think it genuinely wanted it. So just completely mm-hmm. changed my well, diet over we the out. I'm coming to dinner. Right. And it's actually been 
so much easier to hang with y'all too because remember how hard it would be when I was oh my god I'm so sorry friend I remember for my birthday you had to go on that road trip to get to that restaurant like do you remember that we had to drive like because we were staying for Sunday's birthday the house we were staying at was kind of far out but everyone was frying chicken and just cooking a lot of meat we, with, we and like I just was like, Fuck. for one of the dinners, like pork. I had to drive <laughs> out like forty minutes to get a meal. <laughs> so it's been a real so struggle sorry. bus whenever I've been social, which is you know, I mean, but it was fine. I always made it work. Like it, it that wasn't part of why I decided to change my diet, but it's a perk that now when I go to grab food with whoever in a social setting, it's just easeful. I can just eat what I want to eat. So that's the update too on my diet. Uh, I've seen a couple of vegan vegetarian people on YouTube. Like they'll like make the announcement. I've never really talked about my diet. Y'all know I'm just healthy. That's so stupid. I don't, I've never felt like I had to make an announcement. Cause I'm like, if y'all about saw what me you eating eat? steak, yeah, if y'all saw me eating steak in the restaurant and then you gonna come steak. be mad, that's, that's deep. <laughs> like, right, friend. Else. In other words, fuck y'all hoes anyway. She, Unless I was lying ain't. about it, that'd be different. Like if I was like, I'm vegan, 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 and y'all saw me eating steak, and but still talking about veganism, then I'd understand. You'd be like, not for nothing though. I would really start to care about somebody that was like vegan for however long, and then one day they just put on their Instagram a picture of a juicy steak. They're like, the the change is a here. Bloody... Some shit. Like I'd be like, go ahead. Like I, I would follow them. I'd be like, I would not. Or just post that emoji with the palms up, like. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? No, but Eating I felt so much better to be honest. Like it like I say, I think people should listen to their bodies. I think a lot of times we become very rigid with certain things too, because mm-hmm. you think like veganism is some type of like spiritual elevation. And mm-hmm. a lot of the spiritual practitioners that I um, work around and live around and friends with, they all are like vegan. Some of them are raw vegan. So there's this mm-hmm. mental thing that kind of messes with you. Like, damn, does that mean I'm regressing? And mm-hmm. it's interesting, all the things that kick up. And it's like, girl, it's chicken. Like, eat it. You're craving it. It's fine. <laughs> <laughs> it, it's fine. <laughs> well, you know, I'm, I'm, I, look, I support you. Okay. Thank you. You want to eat shimas? I feel better and too. Shit? I feel better. Fine. If you, you want to eat, you know, Dustin, whatever you want to eat, I don't give please. a fuck. I just want you to be all right. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> you can eat venison. You know, it's nasty, gamey ass deer meat. If that's what you want to eat, I don't give a fuck. That shit tastes like penny rolls. <laughs> I'm like, you got to marinate this shit for three days for it no, to you be pliable. You be gnawing <laughs> down, chewing the shit out of that venison. I hate it. Go ahead, <laughs> no, but just wanted to give that update. So if y'all see me, you know, eating you a steak, mind your bit. First off, bitch, mind up. your business. <laughs> <laughs> You know, I was saying it blows me in people's YouTube channels when people announce to people like legit be mad, like real world mad. Like, I'm like, that's wild. I have never cared. What kills me is like, uh, why you even think you have to announce that to somebody? Well, I think it's people that already announce everything, you know, Mm, like. There you if go, that's friend. just their relationship with the internet where there's an expectation that everything needs to be updated then it's just it's like of course they're gonna have to say something I love about that the diet. though I love it when people are like that though because that's how I be knowing who I'm finna unfollow <laughs> Dustin please <laughs> 
Make it easy. <laughs> and the thing is, if you really think about it, I've never been online like vegan, 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 vegetarian. I've never. always said wellness, like mm-hmm. healthy options. I've never been that person That's that true. pushed. If you don't you even really, post really, a picture of a, a vegetable. No, I'm just if you right, yeah. if you really, really, really study my brand over the years, I never pushed any one style of eating. I always just pushed whatever you're eating try to find like healthier options or balance it with healthy options. Mm-hmm. So you're not just eating any one thing because I always mm-hmm. thought vegans were wild corny online, like so corny to me. And I never wanted to be lumped with how serious they take that lifestyle. They're carried in a hot dog bun. They're so Girl. rigid. They're rude. They're like elitist. It's like, Damn. it's just so, and then they, there's a like lot of shit they don't people. consider. It, it, that's what and it feels black like. black salt don't make it taste like no damn fish. <laughs> <laughs> and then, I and, it's, and it's funny because I, I think a big thing that always turned me off was like, they'll, post all these things with like animal slaughter and PETA and, and what you're doing. This, oop. Yes. Yes. No, thank you. You need to go make sure that lock on that door. No, thank you. That was so weird. Um, you got to start being mean. It's the <laughs> next time after that first no, thank you, friend. The next one is no. Okay, <laughs> that's, that's that's what you need to say. Well, I never know if they can't hear me, you know. So I, so I was like, "What?" How that's you how you find out. Through? You yell at that. No <laughs> shit. Well, I was saying the <laughs> the vegans will post all these things, right, to try to like mm-hmm. create fear mongering, but they never talk about the immigrants that are in that heat getting paid pennies mm-hmm. to get their vegetables and their fruit. And the, you and get some fucking couscous. Like they be right, or even the quinoa who doesn't have mm-hmm. access to it because you want all the access to it. And I never, I always see their focus on animals, but never on the immigrants and the people that you know. Yeah, because you know how white up. people are too; they'll care about a dog before they care about mm-hmm. us. So that's mm-hmm. a lot of why too. I've just never wanted to align myself with that style. That makes perfect sense. I'm just like, let's just eat. Let's just eat well, whatever that means mm-hmm. to you. So that's a lot of why I've always stayed away from that. But this just went on a whole tangent. Right. <laughs> Dustin Ross, what'd you find in the Twitter streets? I'm about to tell you right now because I'm really sick of the bullshit. But um, <laughs> <laughs> last week, I've seen so many things, you know, in my life and times. Um, first of all, I want to give a shout, a huge shout out to <laughs> At the boys mom three, that's T H A, not E, B O Y Z, not S, M O M, the number three. And she said, Nigga said he'd rather sleep alone than smell a wig that's been flat ironed 68 times. <laughs> that's- if your pillow is stinking, why would someone want to lay in it? Now, I thought that was oh. hilarious. Uh-huh. What a journey! <laughs> <laughs> I'm wow. so mad at that tweet. I ain't even. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I also <laughs> I knew it was coming. I just didn't know how long it was gonna take. 
I also want to give a shout out to my boy Cheyenne Beam. Uh, I told y'all, remember, I told y'all about my friend that was holding up the Renaissance horse to the DJ with a straight face. Yes. It was at that party. Oh, okay. Yes. <laughs> so Cheyenne, shout out to Cheyenne Beam. Cheyenne gonna tweet my heart with the hands making the heart emoji, which I love, by the way, and quoted a tweet from King Louis VIII, K-I-N-G-L-O-U-I-E, eight T H who also goes by a low vibrational plate. But he tweeted, <clears throat> if anyone needs a little motivation today, call, Sarah, call 707-873-7862. It's a school project where kindergartners give you a pep talk. It's so cute and it's automated. Oh, I remember and that. There are literally, yes, there's I kindergartners giving people a pep talk on it this It really is now. cute. You did, friend. <laughs> I just don't want to get that little boy that be cussing. Nah, motherfucker, I'm past this my goddamn test. Motherfucker, what's wrong? I don't want him picking up the phone. And I also don't want that other little, the singing nigga. Why did it happen? To us? Oh, my God. I don't want him picking up the phone. I don't want Honey Boo Boo motherfucking ass picking up the phone. Hello. I don't want to talk to her. It's a few kids this on the list I don't want to speak to. This class he just created, though. Okay. Like, <laughs> it's a few of them I don't want to speak wow. to. You know? But I do love this idea, though, all jokes aside, like uh, a little pep talk motivational hotline from teen, from um, kindergarten is just one of the cutest things I've it ever really seen is. in my life. It's so cute. Um, yeah, and that's it. That's all I got for y'all this week. Okay, well, that means that we can jump into this week's episode, this week's hot button segment. And Asante, you are taking us for a ride this week. What are we getting into? Yes, and that does it for this week's hot button. No, I'm just kidding. (laughs) (laughs) I know that's right. (laughs) I mean, pretty much this week is a useless information show. I will also call it a questionnaire style show. I've just come up with a bunch of questions for us to ask or not answer. Um, you know, we just, like those. You know, yeah, I would just lead the one, two, three, four options. Motherfucking <laughs> options. Uh, some of these are just very surface, and some of these are just maybe a little too deep. But you know, like India Sean says, not too deep. Okay. Um, <clears throat> let's just start with something super simple. What's a job you are good at but you hated? So for me, mm. a job that I was really good at but I super hate. Well, I was I, I've been good at every job. No, but um. Well, y'all know I hated my service jobs, but customer service in particular has always been a bitch. My, my, excuse me, my, um, what is you it? You can now, right? I mean, right. That's all I was like, ah, I feel like I'm out the water now, right? We um, own this part. Right. Uh, I used to work at a call center. I think I've talked about that a little bit. I was really good at the call center job and I really liked how convenient it was. It's just that mm. people are hell in anything that you do. So it's just like, uh, people again, but at least I'm at the air conditioned cool car uh, call center. And whenever I get people to not be mad at me, I can upsell them. And I usually was getting upsell, which meant cash at the end of the shift or the end of the week. So I just used to love doing that job because it was some easy ass money. But obviously, if I had to choose, I would not choose to do that shit. But if I had to do that shit, I would do that shit because that was it was way it was less stressful than being in a restaurant. Like actually being face to face with people and wanting to curse their ass out, but you ain't got no mute button. Huh, stress. But yes, hmm. that's a job that I was good at, but I supremely hated. What about you, Fran? So my mom was a teacher for 25 years, and 
Mm-hmm. I always thought, oh, I, I could be a teacher. And I remember going with her during summer school because obviously I couldn't go during regular school. But summer school and I would just help out, like be her assistant when I was a lot younger. And I was always really good with kids. And she always had mm-hmm. a range of grades. <clears throat> like she would teach eighth grade and sometimes for some years she taught like first grade and she was just really great in general. So I love the younger kids. I love the teenagers. I love the preteens. Didn't matter. Like I've just always been one of those people that kids like to be around and to talk to. And it made it easier to teach them. And I always thought that I would be doing that or good at it. And, but then the school systems, (laughs) Like, just the lack of resources, the lack of support, all the politics with administration, mm. the division between young teachers and older teachers, black teachers. and I mean, it's just, I was like, I don't have the bandwidth to deal with that. Like, if there was a way where it could just be about you and the kids and you could have everything you need, I would have loved to be a teacher. But because of the way shit is set up, I, I hate it. I hated mm. the process. Yeah, the setting, I should say. But I loved kids, and I, I think I would have been a really bomb teacher. Can't you yeah. see me you as your teacher? You see, I, like I absolutely so I could be a really bomb the teacher. The teacher like, that you would keep in touch with years after you exactly. had left that class. Exactly, mm-hmm. which I always thought was cute because my mom, even now, when we walk through our old neighborhood the kids like freak out when they see her or if they i remember i used to remember that too like having the mom that was a teacher and they'd be like you know oh my god and hug her in the street because you know how it always feels weird when you see a teacher out of school setting because you're like oh she's like a human (laughs) yeah yeah (laughs) that buys groceries and stuff like she has a daughter like they always thought i was so cool because they're like oh that's the teacher's daughter so there's so many elements of it that are just so cute but no not with the way. Hi, hi mama friend. We love you. Yes. Hi, mom. She was so cute this weekend. <laughs> she was, friend. She came to my shoot and she put mm-hmm. on her these shades on. I was like, who who Ooh. is this? <laughs> she outside and the weather was nice too. Okay, yes. she had on this poncho with shades. I said, excuse me, Beyonce. Come on. I don't know okay. what you're shooting. <laughs> Word. And we I love did this. we did film her. And so we had to because when it. she came out, she looked so cute. So y'all might catch her. If you catch her, you catch her. I'm not going to say uh, who she is in the video. <laughs> brand. But anyway, that would be mine. Uh, what about you, Dustin? What's a job you were good at, but you hated? Well, I've never done this job. But being a prostitute, I feel like I would be like oh, a world-class, you know, like... Guinness Book World Record, come on, record breaking prostitute. Say, 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 because I know how to. I'm compassionate. Hold right? on, say, mm. say, say, prostitution. What's a job you were good at but you hated? And say prostitution, because I'm okay. going to ask. That's say. probably going to be your your answer for the next question. Um, you know what? In the same vein of Fran, actually, when I was a program director, um, for a nonprofit that taught like tech arts to middle schoolers. You guys remember when I had that job? I do remember. My office was in that school. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. And I had, I was very much in relationship with the middle schoolers that I had access to and engaged with. Um, They would tell me secrets. They would cry in my office. They would come in my office to to get away from other teachers and shit. And I always made them be accountable for themselves, but I definitely encouraged them to be, you know, present. And I definitely encouraged them to, 
you know, be themselves and exist within the fullness of themselves. But they also got on my fucking nerves because <laughs> kids is the ultimate ball and chain. You know what I'm saying? It's like the ultimate tether. You might as well have a fucking ankle monitor on because the motherfuckers will have accidents and die. Okay. And you got to keep an eye on them for real. And I, that's a lot of responsibility, especially when they ain't it your is. fucking kids in the first place. You there working in a capacity, you know what right. I'm saying? To take care of them. They not, but you don't have that, that natural affection, but you do end up having it because you, you feed something long enough, you round it long enough. You know what I'm saying? You start to give a fuck like that. So I really grew to love these kids and you know, I still see a lot of them now. Like if I'm ever on the train oh, or moving around in the city, so I will run into these kids <laughs> who are all now like Grown. high school seniors. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> and I'll see Which them like, Mr. Dustin, what's up, Mr. Dustin? Sometimes I done been high and shit and like, <laughs> ran into them. But sometimes they been high. You know what I'm saying? When I done ran into them. And it's no judgment. It's all love, you know? And so I, I definitely, another job too, being a minister. Cause you know my parents was religious and shit. Oh, and so you would be good. We used to have suits. to, yeah. I, I did all that, and you know, all you really like knowing what I know now. Like I could be the bet Jamal Bryant, who, okay, <laughs> Eddie Long would have been Eddie Short, okay, because <laughs> I, if I threw my hat in the mega pastor race, and all I had to do was move the crowd and make people feel good about the shit they're going through. Okay, with the support of a book that they didn't say it. Now, they said that that was the rule book. Right. And I got that support behind me. And all I got to do is encourage y'all and lift y'all up, baby. I, my shit would be big. It would look like stadiums. That's how big my churches would be. Okay, and now I have them all over the world. And I would be that guy. And y'all would have to be it. mad at me because I would definitely have a plane. Okay, <laughs> I would have I would be living that life, but I would also be Lexus. All that, and I would be in direct relation. And Fran, you would absolutely, I would, I would pursue the hell out of you to be on my staff oh. and to develop a wellness. Uh, you can, I would, I would let you create whatever you wanted to do. It doesn't even have to be a church, but it would be branded underneath my church umbrella. That's I'm so smart. cute. <laughs> okay, He's me, you, and Hobbs, we we having a meeting. <laughs> But, but you know, because it's high spiritual. So anyway, please, like, all of that. Your other friend, we talked about friend, the one who said, mm-hmm. it'd be like moving it on the screen. I'm telling you, friend, like, friend, all of us, we go, we would sit together, okay, and break some bread. You think I would have a Sedona ministry? Anyway, so I say all that to say those are two jobs, you know, prostitution and ministry. That is not what you said. Wait, you you let the kids curse around you, didn't you? Yeah, I knew yep. it. They couldn't. They couldn't cuss at me, and they couldn't use like vulgar cuss words. But they could right? be over like, You can't tell me to get my ass numb, but you could tell me I was mad as hell about this, or you right. know, there was rules. But I definitely get. They was in fifth, sixth, seventh grade, and eighth grade, and they were doing stuff that grown ass people were doing. So, so it would right. have been like ridiculous for me to even make them try to. You know what I'm saying? Like, I ain't your daddy. You know right. I mean, I'm really not even a teacher. I'm the program director in this in this building. So it was like that. I love them kids, though. Did and I still be job? thinking about them. Yeah, I hated that job. First of all, <laughs> schools are dirty and fucking. It's like working in a goddamn Petri dish every day. So much bacteria everywhere. And then the, the kids breath be stinking and shit early in the morning. And then especially after lunch. And they, you know, kids give all of them. Miss Dustin, did you? No, Miss Dustin. Miss Dustin. <laughs> They be all in your face like that. Like, it's really a trip. It's really a trip. But 
Yeah. Well, the question was what what's a job you were good at but you hated. So I don't know how you got into ministry and all that, but I see how you I used to be a minister at another time in my life. I was a baptized minister. Y'all he's giving well, he's giving multiverse Dustin. Thank you. Well, I was gonna say so. The ministry and the prostitution was gonna be the answers for the second question. What's a job you would do but aren't going to? But you prostitution. Still... Right, I would be an Olympian prostitute. I swear to God, like I, I would literally be a Rhodes prostitute, like a Rhodes oh. scholar. I would be a Michelin prostitute. You know how them the best restaurants yes. you can go to? <laughs> best you can eat right here. Okay. Wow. I'm telling you. You would be a Michelin star prostitute. You motherfucking know it. Yes, I <laughs> would be. I'd be. I, I have a Nobel Peace Prize for prostitution. I wonder if All there right. is. I have a Pulitzer. For prostitution. <laughs> I wonder if there actually is like some sort of awards like with like prostitute prostitutes that are like, well, bitch, I didn't slept with, you know, like presidents and shit or something like that. Like, I don't know. AV, the AVN. <laughs> is that them porn awards? Yeah. Uh, oh, yeah. 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 I think that's what it's called. AVN um, a friend, what's a job you would do but aren't going to? Any, any, any type of job. It could be a job you're good at, a job that you just like. Oh, I could easily do this tomorrow, but I ain't doing that shit. Oh, I got hmm. another one. That I could do, but I'm not going to. Be a stylist? Mm. No. I couldn't mm-hmm. be no stylist. I'm going to dress everyone like me. <laughs> Duh. <Well>. <laughs> <laughs> That's you get it. I feel like we all on the same page. Shit. <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't. What would I do? Braids. You know what? A therapist. Braids. A, a therapist. Mm. Mm. It'd have to be a therapist because I think it's something I've always found fascinating. Y'all know, anyone that's listened to this show, I love the human condition. I love the mind. I love psychology. I love science. I love all of it. All of it. But I don't know that I have the, I don't know that I would want to do that for my, you know, like come in and work Take through that people's, on. yeah, like work through people's emotions because I feel like I have gone through so much as it is that now mm-hmm. that I'm in this second half of my life where I have like more control of my life, I'm like financially stable, working creatively, I I can't imagine that being what I pursue and who knows maybe when I'm older I change my mind because obviously we all have the right to change our minds but right now for who I am today that you're asking this I can't imagine having to go in and sit with people's problems and processing their emotions I just can't imagine because I barely have the bandwidth sometimes for my own so but I know I'd be good at it if I like really stepped into that role went to school learn the proper language, you know, like really, really had that full range toolkit where I could really help people walk through some shit, I would be phenomenal. Like I know that for a fact. It's a field that has always been in the back of my mind, but it's it's how it weighs on you that I have always kind yeah. of been like, I don't know. <laughs> my exact takeaway with what I said. Exactly. <laughs> When I was younger, people used to tell me I should go into uh, therapy and shit. Just they were like, you're such a great listener. Because I would always like listen mm-hmm. to people and ask questions and shit. But then I was like, 
you don't know how exhausting it was to sit here and do all that. Like, so to do that on a regular basis right. and, and then build files friend. on people and have to take on all of their like work that you build through and work through that all of, you know, consist- on a consistent basis. Like, I don't even want to do that with my own shit, let alone other people's. But maybe if I get older, I would have some sort of patience for that. I don't know. I just. That's what I'm saying. Like, from, for from who we are now. right now, mm-hmm. it might not be yeah. it, but who knows in the future. Mm-hmm. And one thing, too, that I know I would struggle with as a therapist is the perfectionism in me. If I don't help them exactly how they need, which I know every therapist isn't capable of, like sometimes it just just doesn't work. Like the treatment plan just doesn't work. I would take that so heavy. Like I would take it to heart. (laughs) Because I just would want to be so great and amazing. And I'd want everyone to come out of my practice. Yeah, and impactful and effective. And I'd want everyone to come out of my practice just completely changed. Not healed because it's a long road but just like really having a before and after from when they met me mm-hmm. and i think i would be highly affected if that didn't happen so yeah take i feel it like i would play a little bit too like i would pick y'all yeah. know i don't go out but i would be pissed like the one time i go out and they're like oh shit that's my therapist and then like now it's the thing i'm like bitch i'm off the clock like and we, <laughs> and we had some good sessions over the months years so don't worry right. about me being drunk and high tonight shit but, you know. <laughs> um a job that i would do but i'm probably not going to do I had a previous answer to this and it actually was something in the, along the lines of sex work. But since Dustin already said that, I was like, well, whatever. Cause I would totally be, I, I feel like I would be a really good, like only fans manager or adult network manager, content An provider. Only fans like manager. Is that a thing? Yeah. A pimp. Yeah. A pimp. I, okay. Whoa. <laughs> a pimp. So there are just so many sectors of sex work. And because we don't talk about them, there are a lot of bad, well, when I say the word model, stigma. Well, no, there's like a lot of bad business models out there as far as how oh, uh, people I'm run sure. their business. What? And so, like, if people, if you got the looks, but you not, don't necessarily got the brains to market yourself and you want somebody to do that, I feel like I would totally be great at doing that. Like, I'd be like, these are great photos. And plus, I miss like when porn had its like culture, if you will. When there were like what's actual, that? what's porn culture? Mm-hmm. That like you're when, referring to. When, that well, you miss. I, right. Uh, was there were like stu- Well, we had I feel like you know black studios before. We still have a few now, but I miss when there were like black studios. They got black draw and um, uh, what's the other ones they got? The ones that are no R. No R. Oh yeah, no R. Man. But I feel like even no that R. one's part of like a white. Yeah, yeah you know they be having a black. <laughs> well, I mean, there's a lot to put you on to because everybody's pretty much out here, but. Because there's so many people out here, if there were like an OnlyFans directory even, because you don't want to spend your money to subscribe and you've wasted it, or you don't want people to subscribe and then start talking shit about your page. So just to manage all that would be super cool because there's so much money in that. But I also don't want to be cons- Let's constantly- peel the onion back. So <laughs> when it comes to like a marketing plan, right, for somebody on OnlyFans, what would you provide? Like what, so beyond like helping them with like selecting, you know, like like content selection, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And content um assessment. What else? Like what like how do you get money? How do you squeeze well, it would depend on how involved they would want to be with their porn career, right? So if they want to be a full time uh, <laughs> It's not like a hands on job to me. <laughs> listen, some people still production. do it part time now. Getting them bomb cameras, yeah. better lighting, better sets, mm-hmm. better storylines if they're doing like, like instant narrative like work. Yeah. Off, off top, like production needs to be raised. <laughs> look, look, 
and then people will pay. Let me call Reggie. Oh, well, he got that body cam. I'm telling hey. you. Hey, it's like doing. It'll be like watching the sex like this. <laughs> see, I would do what he would say if I really was you like. See the okay, possibilities. New campaign. <laughs> he scratches his shit. I <laughs> you, you see the possibilities. I'm just saying. There's a no, lot yes. see a whole lot more lot than the possibilities. <laughs> but like Asante said, it would all be see contingent upon how much they'd want you involved, you know? Yeah, and like, because there's, outside of raising production, if they want to like go through the, what their little plan is for, as far as their page goes, because some people will charge you a certain amount, but they're only putting up certain minute videos. And it's like, well, what if you just put up previews and then do a, a pay for a page or whatever, like go through that, see what's worth, what it wasn't, what their highest paid videos are, what kind of content that more, uh, they are putting out versus what type they want to put out versus what their audience wants. Like have these sorts of conversations with these creators if they actually do care or just go through their stuff and be like, all right, well, you got all these videos. Let's put it out in this type of order. I love this, right? Because you know? I see a lot of conversations about people having negative reactions to or negative responses to like the content creators on OnlyFans and the way that they do it, right? Mm -hmm. To me, what would make the most sense, because I know some people like have a low or non-existent, you know, fee to join the page and then they make you pay per video, right? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, so I heard. Then I also know that, <laughs> but I, I feel like it would be smarter. I feel like it would be smarter, right? And you tell me from your expert opinion, right? Mm -hmm. <laughs> so you, you tell me I think it would be smarter to charge like $40 a month, right? Like 40 bucks a month, but then motherfucking deliver, right? Like when right. you get on the page, I'm full out fucking, you know what I'm saying? You're seeing every damn thing. It's nothing left to the imagination. Like you're getting the full experience. I, I, to me, it would be rather, it would be smarter like, but I don't know. Maybe it is better to biz, better business to charge post by post with a low interest fee. What say you? Well, it depends on what you're working with too, right? Because not everybody, first of all, everybody has an iPhone and a lot of these people are making really good content with their iPhone cameras. iPhones it's just all about great video. Yeah, like, it's just all about how you rig it and the angles and all that if you really want to be lighting. involved with it. Mm -hmm. So as far I as- I want my much, shit to look like Friends Project. <laughs> so you can't do that on the iPhone. So if your shit is going to look like that and you charging, you know, 40 off rip, if you got them videos, if they're long enough and they have the right amount yeah. of content in them, because some people- some people, well, this is where editing matters too, right? Because if you put up a video and it's just the whole thing is one thing and then two minutes at the end is what you really want to see. It's like, well, why did I pay to be here? Like, so all of these things matter as far as like how you do your charging. Because some people will charge a bunch of money up front. Then you get to the actual page and then the videos are less than two minutes or two minutes only. And it's like, well, why did I just pay to be on Twitter? See, to me... You need right. to have complete sexual satisfaction in every scene, right? Mm -hmm. Unless it's a, a niche scene. So, like, to me, like, a 25 minutes, you're paying $40 to get in the dough, right? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. But you know you're going to get a 25-minute scene of, you know how I start off, kissing, oral, penetration, firework, confetti, right? <laughs> so... Like, you know, you're going to get all of that. You know, you're going to get good camera angles and you're actually going to feel like you're a part of that. To me, that's worth it. And you make the money that they say Black China making. And plus, <laughs> what do you say? Well, people pay. So when a celebrity, it's a different thing involved. But when you're doing your mm -mm. channel and you're posting. Like just a good channel of great. 
Yes, if, if you're doing no. not, like, not there, if you put now, jumping up and down doing naked jumping jacks in your bathroom with your towel. The behind thing you. is, people are looking at <laughs> right, right in a dirty that. ass house. Um, so you have That's to make sure that when you are posting Pick content, your you're posting frequently. <laughs> <laughs> See, like you said earlier, friend, better set. Balled, balled up socks, like I shouldn't be seeing that. Your towel should be clean if it's hanging behind. But some you. people like that amateur feel, you know. All that shit on the drip. We do like the amateur. Feel. Amateur, we do. <laughs> It's not dirty. There's two different things. It means you can this stay is low fi. It's low fi. You you right here with me in my friend's crib. That's amateur. But you know, that's balled up socks in the corner, dirty means, towels, no cream on your amateur skin. to me means no. you're not. There's nobody knocking on the door saying, "Hey, I'm here to fix the cage." <laughs> and then you go in there. You know what I'm saying? And like, and then we end up fuck, like, no. <laughs> Amateur to me means like you see us, you know what it is, and we about to get it in. We and we just sex, happen you know to be saying? filming it. There's no extra. Exactly. Yeah. Right. See, friend, we need to EP some points. <laughs> we need to EP a DP. <laughs> well, now y'all finna make me take back my answer because now this is a job that I'm fit to do. No. <laughs> maybe, maybe, maybe we need to start EP a maybe a DP. The, this the friend zone. Maybe we need to start some taking people out of the friend zone. Okay. You know the, fun, the fun zone. Ooh. Ooh. Come on, Candy, give us a spin-off candy. No, <laughs> the better brought to you by Bedroom Candy. Um, okay, let's move on because that was in I, I yeah, love that. Yeah, hot and heavy. Yeah. Um, cuz I, I could honestly that could have been an entire episode on itself, but that would not be appropriate. It really could have. I mean, we really could have gotten into it. But if y'all need uh, production advice for your OnlyFans, shout out to the Fun Zone. Mhm. <laughs> The, fa- um, the fan zone. The fan zone. <laughs> the fan zone. I see it. I see it. I, look, I, if y'all want to do some reviews on the fan... No, no, um, what is <laughs> one topic that you hate to talk about? Church. Mm. Ooh. Mm. <laughs> right, everybody's so personal about it. Like I just I hate talking about it. Politics. Hmm. I will take both. Yeah, I mean, and that will just be my answer. music. You hate to, you hate to talk about music nowadays. People take the fun out of it and want to dox you and shit. I feel you like got anything to say about something like, like that's why I'm not, always no, been kind of not on the level they doing it now. Find lose your job if you don't like a song. So certain <laughs> shit like who got fired? I just don't even say nothing about it. You know, well, you know, you know exactly what I'm talking about and what kind of people be doing that shit. You know, I, I know. And what you I just mean. don't like that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I don't. I don't like that at all. So yeah, all right, well, that's why I say music. What's the last thing that made you cry? Ooh, what's the last thing that made me cry? I want to think about it. <laughs> <laughs> Y'all, I talked. I talked about this. Uh, shout out again to Patreon I, uh, for this week's ETA. I Next question. Talked to about a few things. <laughs> uh, one of the things that I talked about was the last thing that made me cry. I watched else. Black. <laughs> Panther, and Ooh. I had no Aww. idea. First of all, I enjoyed. I, I mean, I already knew, and I enjoyed the whole movie. But right at the end, because of how they had like the messaging at the end of the movie, I was just so like happy and proud. And then the damn uh, Kendrick Lamar's scissor song, "All the Stars," started playing, 
And mm. I didn't even move. I was Amory really just rolling cool. down my face, rolling down <laughs> my face. And tears keep rolling, 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 rolling. Keep rolling, And as I'm sitting here crying, Ow! like literally stiff face, just tears pouring down my face. SZA, uh, one of the lyrics, she's like, I just <clears> cried <throat> for no reason. And I was like, SZA, shut up. So I yelled it out, but uh, I cried watching Black Panther because the next one's coming yelling out. Yelling that weekend. out, and I just had to. I literally looked like a crazy person because I just could not believe I cried. I was, I mean, I knew that it was, I was going to be emotional, but I just had no idea it was going to hit me like that at the end. Like, yeah, bitch, and I was like, ah, okay. But yeah, what's the last thing that made you cry? Y'all, y'all skip and we pass and we keep pass if y'all want to. I'm trying next to remember. Question, uh, I'm, I'm trying not. to remember. What's the last thing that made me cry? <laughs> Hmm. How does he don't right, remember? Well, yeah, we can we can hit the past. Let's let's move on to something more. I'm not, I'm not a much of a crier. <laughs> okay. Uh, name. I I said the rudest, but I you might not be able to quantify. So name something rude that you've heard. A a rude thing, just a rude saying, just something really rude that you heard someone say or <laughs> saw someone do one time. Like like oh my god, that was so rude. Like have you ever <laughs> felt that way? <laughs> Yes, I see stuff Every all the day. time, and I'll be like, I cannot believe you just did that. Film. <laughs> well, the other day I was coming out of Bloomingdale's, right, and um, this girl, this girl and her boyfriend were in like a Jeep Wrangler or whatever, and a car in front of them had like, I think he was picking somebody up off of one, you know, that's a one way street on Lexington right there, and so it's like people are picking up on both sides of the street, so you got Ubers and shit dropping off on either side, and some kind of way I think he had like cut her off, but her windows was down. And so she laid on the horn like, mm, and that's what caught my attention. So I looked up, I saw her that she was cutting him off, that he had cut her off, and she was blowing, and she cussed his ass out, motherfucker, something she said or whatever, and I started laughing. <laughs> and so then she looked at me. <laughs> so then she looked at me, and she was mad. Right oh, when she see me laughing, she started laughing too, and then her boyfriend started laughing. It was just like a moment. That's the last thing I can think of. You out. <laughs> hey, I don't know. I would have spit in that on her fucking jeep. She, she would always. I've been reminded of her. You remind me of. She'd been reminded of her jeep every time she thought about me hawking like a Missy record <laughs> in your face. Oh okay, I would have wore her ass out, cussing me out. And I ain't even do nothing to you. Something happened to me the other night, but I can't tell the story on this show. I'm gonna tell y'all off oh, the record. I have to. <laughs> But I you didn't know, do nothing. This lady went off on my friends ooh. because she asked. We was enjoying the sidewalk. I'm going to tell as much of the story as I can. Right, We was right. enjoying the sidewalk. Radio and edit. she asked for a cigarette. I said no. My friend immediately to the right, there were three of us. I said no, we don't have a cigarette. My friend to the right of me says, do we look like we got a goddamn <laughs> cigarette? We don't smoke no motherfucking cigarette. Goes off. My friend to the left of me <laughs> says, ma'am, we don't have anything like, like really nice or whatever. The lady says to my friend to the left of me, thank you for being kind. Then points at me and says, because this motherfucker wants to <laughs> start cussing me out over what my friend to the right of me said. <laughs> so that's where I have to stop the story because I'm a good person. And so I'm just going to stop the story right here and let's move on. Ooh, <laughs> but I didn't do nothing. That's the thing. I didn't do anything. Ooh. The rudest thing I've ever heard. Oh, uh, well, <laughs> something rude that I heard. Y'all know I don't, well, y'all might not know, but I ain't really been riding the train like that. 
And so mm-hmm. I guess lawless. <laughs> I'm, I'm, also because he got a fly ass new crib with all this cool shit around it and the nigga don't right. have to go nowhere no Yeah, more. I just, you know, city bike to and that fro. Part. I, I forgot that um, you got a whole city in your building. Mm-hmm. You better there, pay attention are, to like, it. There's three different city bike stations like within like a rock's throw of me, a, a stone's throw. True. And I was I love saying a stone's throw. Don't you love that? I love that. The class. Um, stone's throw. Right there. Oh my God. Actually, this is really funny. <laughs> I wasn't even about to tell this story, but it's so funny. Um, I was at one of the city bike stations and I saw two white people getting a fight over the last e-bike. Oh, God. That's so Brooklyn. they were literally it was these it was like a, a white dude and an asian dude and i don't know why they were like they were tussling i had no idea what was going on and all i heard was the white girl go just stop he's had some an e-bike right there he has one right there and so i realized they was fighting on the e-bike so instead of parking my bike i kept going by and then i just stopped at the corner and just watched them continue to go wait that was the wait, that, made, wait. I, that made me miss bikes having a bail because if you would have been able to hit that bail on your bike when you rode by like, Asante, are you saying that you were done with your bike? <laughs> hell yeah, hell motherfucking yeah. That you it couldn't wasn't no, park it. It wasn't no niggas and... involved. It wasn't no niggas involved. <laughs> no fight. That ain't got nothing to do with me. Let me let me tell you something. Ghetto, I found a I found a wallet the other Look, we about to look. We about to go even more. Look, Asante somebody tell Obama about the street lights. He's gonna go Kelly rolling two for two now. Ooh, I found a wallet the other night, and the moment I, well, never mind. I shouldn't say what I was. All I know is it was not. Just tell as much of the story as you look, can. That's all. It, it just was not a, a. It was not a black person on the wallet. So the wallet <gasps> did what the wallet did. You know did. what? Okay, so <laughs> I said as much as you can. <laughs> And I'm, look, that's all I'm going to say. I'm not taking Asante any further questions. No, no further questions, Your Honor. <laughs> um, <laughs> rudest thing you have ever said. Those two stories. <laughs> that's the that story for sure. For sure. I'm telling you now, to the point where I feel, I feel bad. That's how awful it was. <laughs> not him drinking water. <laughs> you know that's what? how awful it was. <laughs> trying to film in Harlem was just rude. The amount of men mm-hmm. you see that we're working. We, it's not like we're just standing in the corner mm-hmm. holding cameras. We are working. Very clearly working. The amount of men that walked up to Reggie to ask him how much he charged. <laughs> <laughs> I thought she was going to go somewhere else, but okay. <laughs> <laughs> she still can to your point <laughs> from true, this point in the true. story but okay, I know what you're saying to what, friend? come on you, how much right well how much she <laughs> charged I mean it was and, and this other dude was like oh so y'all not gonna answer my question like cause no, I'm, cause we were like we trying to film and so many people kept getting our shot because they were asking questions either girl which is fine like at what the end of the day doing? you're on the street but people asking like you see someone recording why can't you right. just wait no right. one's Have saying you can't ask right no one's saying you can't ask like obviously you want to ask him how to get in contact with him whatever but it was a lot of dudes just that entitled you know i just hate it was like irking me and they and see me in annoying. front of the camera and they just yeah walking through and then Telling him, yeah, because I, you know, I need a video shot, blah, 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 blah. I'm like, bro. Because they, they put it on and, and, and wasting time. It's like, nigga, you need to move. 
And then I felt bad because Reggie mm. didn't want to tell him the rate for real, for real. Right. <laughs> so he didn't oh. know what to say. He, so he's sitting there like, what the fuck? He's just like, oh, you know, he was being nice because he's so nice. He was giving them his Instagram. Like, just reach out to me. Mm. You know, I need to know what the project is. A professional. Is. Like, a professional. Mm-hmm. And, through and through. But I just, it was shocking to me how many rappers <laughs> were coming up to say they need a music video shot. At least they ain't, please. Did they give him a CD. Was they like, yeah, just take this, man. <laughs> Friends said, please. <laughs> no one damn Because I'm well. standing there like, so you don't see me here working? You, you and that's the thing they see him and they're like, oh, he 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 about his business. Yes, he is. So don't interrupt. Trying that's what I'm just to thinking, be like, about his business. Yeah, and another this dude jumped in the camera. You. I'm on TV. Uh, I'm on TV. <laughs> 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 to be honest, though, I really wish I could keep that because that shit was funny as hell. Like he keep it. See me, if you can do it. Put it at but, the end as a blooper or whatever. <laughs> right. During the he credits. said, "I'm on TV. I'm on TV," and I got nervous because he jumped. Okay, this is the part that got me nervous. We were in the train station on 135th downtown, downstairs. He grabs Reggie's shoulder. Reggie's trying to get that shot of the train coming in. So he's mm-hmm. really close to the edge, which already had me nervous because Reggie's camera's mm-hmm. heavy and expensive. Yeah. But he's trying to get the shot for me. And the dude grabs Reggie's shoulder. So I don't know what's happening. You never know. People push people nowadays. There's a lot of mm-hmm. wild energy in this in this train. So I like jump. But the dude is pulling him so that the camera can turn and focus on him as opposed to the train. So he can yell, I'm on TV. In, like When I tell you the lack of of boundaries and respect that that's the, what was blowing me yesterday touching someone touching someone that's insane <laughs> grabbing hands. their arm when they're on touching a track hands. close already to the edge of the, like it just i was like yo harlem harlem <laughs> so uh, yeah mm-hmm. so that's well, my god that was irking me yesterday and i was like bro like and it was just the, it was just the the men <laughs> Because well, the girls switch. were asking me questions, but they would wait. They stood on you the side. They stood, they waited, and then dumb. once we finished, they was like, oh, what do you do? Or like asking about my shoes or something, you know, but they would wait. And I was like, fellas, mm-hmm. get it together. Come Sheesh. on, brothers. That was my well, rude experience. I'm on TV. <laughs> what's, the, what's the nicest compliment <laughs> you've ever received? Or just a nice compliment that stuck with you that someone's ever told you? Oh, Wow. I can't say that, on this show. That you can share. That, 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 that you would like to share. But just know, no, I was forever no. changed. I was like, we don't. That was the first time I ever put my hand right here. Like, <laughs> thank it, please. you. I like to thank the Academy. Do it like the Shirley Ralph. The compliment. You go Being told that you something. look good, feels good. When people be like, such a thank you, beautiful. Or, thank you, handsome. Cause I, you know, I'm I'm rough around the edges, so like that makes me some warm. That's true though, especially mm-hmm. when people that you don't know will stop you while you're walking, like a stranger, to just be like, "Excuse me," I just have to tell you, like, you are gorgeous, or your outfit, or mm-hmm. something. When it catches you off guard, because they really mean it if they stop you, and I I think that that's cute. When I went to go vote, you know, I voted early or whatever last week. 
Mm-hmm. Um, when I went to go vote, the ladies <laughs> that was at the school was on one. You know what I'm saying? And I had just, I smoked first or whatever. <laughs> and so I was in a very, I was social. And so by the time, because it was sativa, so by the time I got in there or whatever, and the ladies was like giving me all of that, you know what I'm saying? Like being extra, ooh, that young energy. man. Oh. <laughs> I'm so glad you got dressed to come up in here today. Mind you, ooh. I had no gray sweats. Like oh, I mean, that's, she was that's like, exactly what they mean. I had a great sweatsuit. She was like, nah, or do you just always put this on? Ooh. I was like, now why your beautiful self making me smile like that? We just started going back and forth because she was that's older lady, but knowing. you know, it, she still the, the lights were still on. You know what I'm saying? So <laughs> her the, the, her wood stove was still burning and cracking logs. Oh you know what I'm saying? So I threw another log on the fire, and me and her started going back and forth, and her and the lady next to her, and then the lady that had. They gave me like a handler. Wasn't nobody even there. And the lady like that walked me through the process, even though I voted so many times. <laughs> the lady that walked me through the process, when I got it's, done, I threw my you pen letting up her down do the thing. It's you letting her do I it. I did. Because it was like three ladies, they shuffled me through because I know they was having a conversation. So fuck it. I was having fun. And I was in a good mood to go vote blue anyway. So, you know. So, um... Then when I left, the lady's like, young man, young man, or whatever. I was putting my AirPods in, so I turned around. I was like, you calling me? Ooh. And she's like, yes. Yeah. She's like, you can take the pen. She's like, I wonder what that was you put up on the side. I was like, you just want to come tell me bye. Give me a hug. Definitely. And the lady gave me a hug and shit, and then I left. It was just, it felt so you are good. So cute. Like, <laughs> I had a good time. I, I feel you though. That energy is always cute. I personally they love gave me women, two stickers. when women act like that. When they'll come up to me mm-hmm. just to say, like, you're beautiful. I love your outfit. That always, like, makes my day. Especially black women in New York. Yeah. That's always a high. I love it when black men do that to me, too. Oh, I'm sure. Mm-hmm. Get out. Like, thank you. You think so? <laughs> yeah. Let's get ghetto. <laughs> Let's get ghetto. <laughs> Have him looking like a rocket. <laughs> The Christmas spectacular. Ain't it, ain't it about to be December? Ain't it finna be December? Ho, ho, ho. Okay. Bells jing. I got, let's get them bells. It's jingling, jingling, jingling. Ting, ting, tingling too. Okay. And look, it's the most wonderful time of the year. Santa who? Baby. Okay. Please say the baby. Mm-hmm. Move over, Mariah. Oh, oh, oh. Holy night. <laughs> Holy night. Mm-hmm. What was the intro clip? Do, do, do. See, my girlfriend. Da, 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 da. Do, 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 do. <laughs> That's right. Okay. Okay. All right. We're back. Sorry, something. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, like nicest compliment I've ever received. Anytime people compliment me on my skin, I feel blessed to be here because I that always feel always like I look one. like shit. So whenever someone's <laughs> like, "You have really nice skin," like I, I really do try to take the time to like exfoliate and do the mask and all that. Not so much the eye mask because y'all know I'll be having eye issues, so I'd be scared to get that close to my Too eyes. But maybe that would help. Yeah. Me. I don't know, but uh, yeah. Just any sort of skin compliments, especially when I'm feeling extra radiant. I've used a product that I feel like has blessed me. I'm like, oh, well, thank you so much for noticing. So that. Um, next question. Uh, how, what do we got? Like two, three more questions? Yeah, let's just do like two more, right? <clears throat> Let me pick mm-hmm. some good ones. What's something super expensive you want? Ooh. 
it all. Where do we start? A Everything. Season courtside tickets to the Brooklyn Nets. Mm. Mm. Courtside season tickets to the Brooklyn Nets. I would That's definitely go if list. I had courtside tickets. Just because mm-hmm. why the fuck not? Like, Put that shit on and go sit at the game. Shout out to my girl, Claudia Jordan. We be going to the Nets games together. That's like our thing. But How I would cute. love to like have courtside. We, that's our, well, we, you know, <laughs> that's our little thing. We be having so much fun too, y'all. But like, I wish I could take her to like my courtside seats. You know what I'm saying? Oh, or y'all. Like that's I would so love fun. if you had like a section and it was always like at least, you know, you, Claudia, and then Crystal got to be there too. Because, you know, Crystal loves oh. basketball games. And so just be watching. so much fun. First of all, so anything with Crystal is fun. <laughs> so yes, it, that's me. absolutely oh. true. Anything with Crystal Jean is fine. So she's one of the funniest people I've ever met in my life. Real she like is. ever. Her and Jade. <laughs> in, in an original way, like not mm-hmm. even on some like no nobody has a sense of humor that's executed the way that hers is. Nobody. Like, I always think about the first time we met and how she is still that girl, but how she is so ever like she is ever so evolved too. So it's just like yeah, she cussed me out the first time we met. Same. Well, she rolled her eyes at me the first time we met. We got into it. She cussed me out. And I remember I was like, why is this girl able to land her insults on me? Like, that's not normal. <laughs> Normally, like, it's a landslide. Just like, victory, I like you. You, know you my so, friend. Yeah. Been, been, been like this. You hear me? That's my dog. I will fuck you up over Crystal Jean. Same. Flat out. But anyway. Same. What about you, friends? Something super expensive you want? Man, I'm always torn because... I watch shows like Selling Sunset and I want a house of oh, $4 million. Dollars. Wait, it did ruins you watch Selling Sunset? Like, mm-hmm. I can't watch. I did. And I watched the new one, Buying Beverly Hills or some shit with the husband. Oh, Mauricio's show. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's Mauricio's show. He smokes weed. It's pretty good. It's it's cool. It's, it's I mean, it's all the same shit, you know. Rich white people okay. selling right. houses. Well, yeah, <laughs> right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But, um... What his is interesting because it's the family element. Like he's giving opportunities to Mm -hmm. his children over like people who are earning it. (laughs) So there's like that weird tension. Um, But right, but I um, I'm always torn because I see houses like that and I'm like, wow, like I would love a house like that has that indoor outdoor living room and the modern, lots of glass, just beautiful, like overlooking the hills, like. That's so stunning to me. Y'all know homes, especially for me. Like, I just, ooh. Like Tony Braxton video house. <laughs> I love those. But then there's a part of me, too, that just wants something quieter, more out the way, you know, like in the woods and not as flashy. Because the world is changing, No, just too. as flashy. Fran, what if, like, like a luxe cabin, you know what I'm saying? Just Fran, like a like sexy cabin with an infinity pool. Modern touch. Hell yeah. Like, that's, I feel spring. like that's the intersection. <laughs> Illuminating <laughs> what? <laughs> Intersectionality. You are so cute. <laughs> it was the hand for me. I mean I'm always torn maybe that's what it is do do a, a Lux mm-hmm. house of nature figure out what that means for me what that looks like but that's what it would be I know that the biggest ticket item is going to be my house because I know I have to mm-hmm. live in a house that I just think is like everything and I'll pour yeah. everything into it because it's that serious to me and now I'm becoming a car person which is crazy I never ooh, thought I'd be ooh, that person ooh. but y'all know the Porsche 
I sent y'all a picture of a Porsche that yes. day. Mm-hmm. That's another Hi, high ticket chat. item. So cute. Mm-hmm. Yes, friend. But that's not till I'm like, yes. you know, a more seasoned driver. I'll feel comfortable going there. But the house, that's going to be the one for me. The sexy. What about you, Tay? I'm interested. Well, yeah. actually, I, I too chose property. But I chose yep. a bit. I want, like, I would love to buy a business or a building. Like, I would just love to have property. Like, I don't know if Ooh, I would buy. Like commercial real estate? So, I just, I want to run. Oh, damn. Oh, I thought I hit my damn microphone. It came out, child. Am I still blue? We still blue, child. Okay, good. <laughs> no, blue. I would love to do any sort of property. Like, I would love to have, like, a housing subdivision or, like, one of those big communities because I think those are super dope. Oh. The expensive people get to ride around in the golf carts. Or I would love to have some sort of, like, building in the city or, like, in a newer city that's building, like, a downtown, like, just to be part of that infrastructure. Like, if mm. I had money, like, I would, like, really be doing big, powerful shit trying to, like, really figure out, like, okay, when well, how am I going to help money. my community? When? Okay, well, when right. I have money, I will be doing this as well. But mm-hmm. if this was already given to me or I've grown into this uh, particular sector, it would be dope. Or it's going to be dope when I actually do this particular thing that I'm thinking about. But it would exactly. be dope if I had the money to just do it all at once. Like I wish I would have answered differently because my answer was really answer? frivolous, right? <laughs> and you guys picked like... <laughs> y'all picked like mature choices. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know reasonable, you know, thought out choices. My ass, I'm like, I'm courtside CC, you know what I'm <laughs> Yeah, but that's still cute. It's, it's something that'll make you happy. I'm, but I wasn't thinking like big, big picture, you know, of course right. I would love those sort of things as well. You know what I'm saying? I'm just thinking about, you know, if I'm just going to waste some money on something and y'all talking about buying Beverly Hills. I know, if, we, if you're talking about yeah. wasting, I want just, a good watch. Yeah, just, a mm. good classic watch. Still deciding what that is, but that's that. something I want, right? <laughs> you know where we going. You know, I know. Where we get <laughs> yeah. Playing humble. <laughs> Shit. I, yeah. I, mean, high key, I need to just invest in a damn stylist <laughs> at this point. I just want, I would love for someone to just bring me clothes and shit. Like, I don't even want to look. Just oh, like, yeah. Like, that would be like the, the key. Like, Hey, uh, I got somewhere to go to bed. I'll be over in 30. And then they come with a bunch oh, of shit. Let me like, tell right, you how I wish. But the problem like, imagine- with that is most stylists, because I have such a random style that's more eclect- like on the eclectic side. And, you know, I the stylists just want to put you in streetwear or bohemian wear yeah, or couture. Yeah. There's never like an in-between person that just like has, a, you know, a different feel to it. So I, I wish somebody would just bring me clothes. I hate stressing about what to wear. For like, like it would be dope if stuff. somebody had a closet full of shit, like um a big ass closet, like on Clueless, and they would just like mm-hmm. go through the racks and then just grab a bunch of stuff and like come over and stuff. Because I, I I love watching like um even I think on Real Housewives of Beverly Hills, they would go to these like big uh costume places where it would mm-hmm. be like factories on uh or like big houses full of like uh, clothes. And warehouses, then sometimes they yeah. get warehouses full of clothes, and then some places are even like so stylish they even like rent out popular pieces over there in LA. So it's like, it would be dope if there were more mm. places like that in New York where you could actually call somebody to come like show up with stuff versus trying to like look through a directory or find somebody on Instagram. I love yada, shopping yada, yada. personally. Like yeah. I love going shopping. I used I, to. I look forward to having a higher profile and working with stylists so I can like evolve my personal style and, well, and yeah. be 
you know, try new things and shit. Like I would love to, you know, the additional POV, but Mm -hmm. as far as like being rich and having money, like just shopping for myself. Absolutely. Even now, like the little things I'm able to do, I'm so grateful for Like the way they change sex, like the men's floor and sex. Now it's like, it's like a mall. It's Mm. like each brand has like a shop. So it's like you go from shop to shop all on the seventh floor. It's like incredible. And going up there just makes you like, Feel it just feels like like Christmas every time you go out there. It's because it's like it's just where do you start, you know? And you run into some things that you might not even thinking about it. It's it's just great. Like is it's there a someone's style? Experience. Is there someone's style that y'all feel like is kind of close to what you would dress like, or maybe that's not, but you just really appreciate their style? Several people, several people for me. Um, I've Tracy always loved Ellis the Tom Ross Ford aesthetic. Is mine for sure. Her style is she, so she's a, damn she, cute. She's cool. She's cool because she like cool. is edgy, but still like it's high end, low end, <clears> but edgy like, and it's fun. She's like takes chances. I don't think I don't dress like Tracy Ellis Ross because she dresses. Mm-hmm. You know, she wears like gowns and trousers and stuff but i just love her style it's so cool to me i respect her style too yes because she's educated her background was in fashion editing you know what i'm saying and Mm -hmm. so she knows her shit and i always think those are the people who have the most interesting personal styles to Mm -hmm. me like i think tracy ellis ross is a natural she just gets it you know what i'm saying she totally gets it that stylist lady marnie Ooh. Marnie, Ooh. that's what I was gonna say from oh the hype God. or hyped that she's bomb. Yeah. See, she's closer she to it. what I would like to like. It's just mm-hmm. that really kind of random, eclectic. It's there's no real box you can put it in what her style is. Like mm-hmm. she just wears what she wants and it works. <clears throat> and she's closer to that. I definitely like Marnie's style. And I like um Bessie. Tracy's who? Oh, oh. Bessie's definitely fly too. Tra- I'm trying to remember Tracy Ellis Ross's. Carla Welsh, I think her name is. Her stylist. Oh, no, I don't know who her stylist is, but <clears throat> yeah. shout out to her. But I think somebody her name is Carla out. Welsh. Let me tell you. I think it's Carla shout Welsh. Shout out to Laura Roach, too. To me, Laura Roach is one yes. of the most incredible wardrobe stylists I've ever witnessed in my time. Um, Colin Carter gets it. He's an yes. incredible wardrobe stylist. Like these, He's these men Carter's are artists to me. Yeah, hell yeah. Mm-hmm. Jason um, Rembert that does Mary J. Blige right now. Like, mm. oh, didn't person. he have a show on Netflix with his husband? Yeah, I feel like I remember. Oh. Yeah, I wonder why. So like these are there's back. people who literally just get it when it comes to like styling and really get the styling right. And I appreciate that. I know what my personal style is. So I know there's always going to be certain things that I'm just going to do because they're, they really speak to me and my personal sense of style. But I definitely look forward to having more money and more resources available, even in like working with stylists and shit and being just exposed to like more fashion aesthetics and really like utilizing fashion as a tool for me professionally. I look forward to that, like having a job, hosting like a daily morning show or nighttime talk show where I have to wear something different every day and then using that as a form of expression and just impact using fashion to impact, you know, lives and households that way. I look forward to all of that shit. You know what I'm saying? I can see it too. Which are cute too. Hell yeah. Yeah. And I love going to Saks. You go up there and see them shops. It's just like, it's, it's nothing like, it don't (laughs) nothing feel like that. 
I'm telling you, like, it's incredible. Listen, Sex, if you're going to reach out, give us all a little credit. I'm just saying. Okay. Hey, shout out the guy I work that works with me at Sex, his name is Lamar. He's incredible. And I used to work Come with him. Come on, Lamar at Sex. Right up there. But he told me that he was with some of his friends and he heard our voices, the three of our, your voice friend, yours, Asante, and he heard mine and he recognized mine. And he was like, what are y'all listening to? And he was like, I wrote, that sounds like um, this guy that shops with me at sex or whatever. Oh, he shit. was like, uh, <laughs> so they cute. said it was a friend zone. And he was like, they fuck with the show. And he was like, Dustin, like, I had no idea that like y'all had this show that whatever, whatever. So <laughs> shout out to Lamar's friends. If y'all listening to this and you got a friend and you know who you know who you are, if you listen That's to so, this, and isn't it funny how people will recognize you because of your voice? That to me is so tricky. Yes. Like yep, I'll yep. be in stores saying something, and a person will literally yep. turn around and say, "Oh my god, <laughs> <laughs> your friend from the friend zone." Because not everyone knows me it's from YouTube or from seeing me. Some people just know me from this mm-hmm. show, and probably some mm-hmm. people yep. never see me. So. They'll hear me talking, whether it's at a restaurant or on the street, and they'll be like, I'm so sorry. I don't want to stop you, but I recognize your voice. I'm like, that yep. is trippy. That's so trippy. That someone will know you just from your voice. Yeah, That is hilarious cute. to me. <laughs> All right, well, cool. I have a bunch of other questions. I was going to ask, ask one more question, but I feel like this could be a cute place to end. What um, a tease. Just ask the damn question. There's just yeah, so many end, more end questions. With, I'm t- end with one more. Just do one more. Uh, what's the... Mm, like, ooh, which one do you pick? Uh, 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 do I? No. Uh, okay. <laughs> what do you look forward to? No, not that one either. Uh, a random song you like to sing. Ooh. Um. <laughs> now you said, ooh. <laughs> Running up that hill. <laughs> oh my God! Don't Run you do it. Hill. Never mind. Let me pick another question. <laughs> running up that road. We running up that hill. <laughs> running up that building. I said if I only could. <laughs> I do you want to hurt me? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I love that song. I respect I love singing that song. You and I love sing singing song escape like, song. You know what song is randomly always in my head? Because I'm your sister and I'm there for you. It's all <laughs> the matter, man. <laughs> wait, wait, wait. <laughs> I don't know. I, I, that song the breath has is, left my body. That song is Fran, Why would you? It's all <laughs> Fran got under there. Fran it's got under the there. Man, man. <laughs> that song is. It is just, you know how you have, your mind is like a broken record and there's just a song that always plays and I don't know why. <laughs> That's just looking at me like, for real, friend. Seriously. First the Michael Jackson song. Now this. Wait. Now this. Please. Please wait. Please. <laughs> 
Brand, can you just t- tell the people what song that is? <laughs> it's Brandy. <laughs> why are you why are you why are you doing that part? <laughs> what part? What part did you do, friend? What part did you do, friend? Somebody might have just started the episode. What part did you do? I'm not doing it again. It's Brandy Wait, best friend. I don't know why that song is always Please. stuck in my head. The automatic part. Just that Just right. I'm your sister. <laughs> There's someone listening to this show that has that same part stuck in their head. I'm telling you. Oh, I bet, I bet it is. <laughs> <laughs> I bet, I bet your ass it is. <laughs> oh my god! Well, that's my answer. <laughs> <coughs> that was the best answer. Oh, Woo. I, the only thing I got for you is. I don't know what it is. <laughs> it's just that I don't know what you could have said that would have been. Huh. I mean, that was the best answer. So I don't know what could have been better or what was better. You know what I'm saying? Ooh. So, like, that was such a roller coaster initially as you dove down there for that. It, it, anyway, um, Bonnie Tyler, Total Eclipse of the Heart. I don't know why. Yes, just Lord. at the randomest Aww. of moments. I love that. Like, and then I was at Crystal's house and I had a brain fart because, you know, the, that one part that repeats, but it changes. Like, it was like, once mm-hmm. upon a time, there was light in my life, but now there's only, love, there's in only the love in the dark. I couldn't remember this, oh. the other part when it changes. And she's like, once upon a time, I was falling in love, but now I'm only falling apart. But it was weird that I couldn't remember it because I was singing that song all the time in my damn head. So when we was at Crystal's house, we literally watched the video because she was like, I don't think it re- I think it's the same. And then when no. she saw it repeated, when, she, when we watched it, she caught that it repeated something different and then I didn't even catch it. She was like, you were right. It was different. I was like, it was? What was it? I missed it. She was like, we literally just watched it. But I was so high already. I was laughing at her for so long for so many other reasons already. It was just a great time. But that's a song that I always sing. Y'all was so, drinking that Tito's tequila. <clears throat> no, we wasn't even drinking no Tito's. <laughs> we was just, we was drinking them. Anyway, enough of our Tito business. Reposado Tito's. Uh, Tito Reposado, Reposado Tito. Um, he was like, what the fuck did he say? <laughs> I wasn't even there. They told me the story, and I'm like, that motherfucker told y'all what? And why is she calling? Oh, Answer. Jade. <laughs> and we recording, and you on camera. So say hi to the world. Say hi to the world. Oh, we're so proud hey. of you. You she voted. Wow. Listen, even sinners have soul too. Wonderful, <laughs> Jay. I love you. I'll call you after we finish recording. Bye. <laughs> she said well, bye, that does it for... Okay. <laughs> that does it for this week's hot button issue the, hey. uh, episode questionnaire full of information. I call it a useless information, but it was information about us, so it was not no, useless was at all. It was it's very nice. informative. It was I was open fun. to it. I was yeah. open. <laughs> I, you know, Dustin, I saw Dustin this weekend and he said, I want to talk shit this week. And I said, Yes. Easy enough. So that's Shout out to like Quinn. It. We love you, Quinn. The yes. Queen's oh, cat. how was 
love yeah. it. Yeah, shout out friend of the show and family I queen. I wish I could have gone. Incredible. Amazing. Amazing. Her and Black did an incredible job. Her new project, Scorpia, is about to drop. Um, it's such a, a personal, yep, I on 11 so 11. It's such a personal there. collection of songs. She is one of the most dope, original artists and sounds I've ever encountered. And I'm so gl- glad that that's my friend. Like, I love you, Queen. Hell yeah. You're an incredible person and an incredible artist. So y'all make sure y'all fuck with Scorpia. And you know it's hard because we gave it to you before the Music Man segment. So, okay. Yeah. <laughs> this is the Friend Zone. Hey, HBCU fam. Get ready to turn up the energy. McDonald's and the Thurgood Marshall College Fund have $1 million in scholarships at 53 HBCUs for 66 brilliant students. This year, you could be one of them. But time is running out. Did we mention the $1 million in scholarships? Apply by March 27th at tmcf.org. You can make money the hard way becoming a bullfighter. Or save money the easy way with Xfinity Mobile. It sure beats making money as a human cannonball. Now through March 21st, learn how existing Xfinity customers can get a free line of unlimited intro for a year when they buy one unlimited line. That's hundreds of dollars in savings on your wireless bill. Visit XfinityMobile.com today. Restrictions apply. Xfinity Mobile requires Xfinity Internet. Reduced speeds after 20 gigabytes of usage per line. Data thresholds may vary. When it comes to buying your first home, everyone has questions. Can we even afford to buy a house right now? Well, I need to negotiate. How do I even negotiate? Luckily, a REMAX agent has answers. Hey, Brian, those are really good questions. They are? Thanks. It's my first time buying. I work with first-time buyers all the time. I got you. REMAX agents have more experience than other real estate agents. Visit REMAX.com or download the REMAX app to find the right agent. The right agent can lead the way. Each office independently owned and operated. All right, now we can bring in them wind chimes. Let's bring in them wind chimes. So this week I actually wanted to highlight a book that, oh, first of all, before we even do that, Thank you so much. Y'all sold out the Embodiment Collection. Yes. I should have known. <laughs> y'all actually sold it out really quickly after uh, the episode dropped. So I really appreciate how y'all support me. And obviously, even with Illuminating Intersectionality, thank y'all in the comments and the NPR announcement. Y'all called that voicemail. I am so grateful. The whole team was just so thankful. Those voicemails started rolling in. They've been beautiful voicemails. Wonderful. That we can really use. Now the problem is going to be which one do we use? Because <laughs> which is a good problem That's to have. That's a good problem to have. A very good problem to have. We have so many to sift through and they're still coming in. I saw even down to this morning. So thank y'all. Y'all really support me in a way that I do not take for granted and I've only been able to evolve in my career because of how much y'all push me how y'all show up and how y'all just always around showing me love so thank you so much let me know the last day y'all got the voicemail up so I can prank call Mm -hmm. and leave voicemails because I didn't want to do that while y'all was doing work you know what I'm saying so on the last day (laughs) and you know what I was thankful too because I was a little concerned if you notice I didn't put the number up on my social media because that kind of opens it up to people that would take it somewhere else but I was a little concerned right 
no no trolls i was just so thankful because i was praying i'm like this is work you know this is like serious work with researchers and journalists and i was hoping that nobody wasted their time but that just goes to show our show too like everyone really Mm -hmm. showed up and dropped some beautiful voicemails so i'm thankful for y'all but this week's conversation right shout shout out out to to you friend thank you thank you and shout out to all the love that y'all sent that was that was super super sweet so do y'all remember Jarrell? Jarrell Caravaggio. He is the therapist yes. that we had. Yes. Right? Back in 2018, we had, I'm trying to look What's up. What's up, Jarrell? Hi, Jarrell. I know his he name had... is Jarrell, but it looks like Jor-El. So when you said Jarrell, I was like, Jarrell. Jarrell, nah, right? <laughs> very, very Dominican. He had, <laughs> we had an episode called The Other Side of Therapy that we did with Jorel back in 2018. It was actually on my birthday, funny enough, 424, back in 2018. And he also joined us for the Friend Zone Live that year. Do y'all remember that? Live. Yeah. Yeah, In August at the new school. He sure was. At the new school, we brought him on for the uh, Q&A section where we usually engage with Mm -hmm. the audience. And it was really awesome because he was able to answer some questions and some, you know, people were able to share different things that they were experiencing. And it was awesome to have like a resident therapist that could answer their questions at Mm -hmm. the live show because this is a wellness based show. So he's always been an incredible resource to the show. So I'm so excited. (laughs) Those of you watching, I'm like damn near in the dark right now. (laughs) Light just went away. Went out. You were like, are you afraid of the dark? Empire friend. <laughs> Jarrell dropped the book, y'all. Can y'all oh, see nice. it? Yay. It's called The Shadow Work Workbook. Congratulations, Jarrell. Right on time for Halloween. <laughs> and he dropped it with Simon and Schuster. So this is a real big deal, big, baby. Big deal. Shout book. out to Jarrell. I'm so excited for you. Um, he sent me a copy and I was so thankful because I started reading it and I was like, y'all, this is so good like this is so good this is gonna make such an impact i actually want to read the intro to y'all damn that's dope shout out to jarell isn't that so great so i'm gonna read the intro like i said it's called the shadow work workbook by jarell caravaggio and by the way for those who don't know who he is he is a licensed therapist and co-founder of viva a therapy practice that's based out in new york city and he is a good friend of the show that's been working with us Mm -hmm. for years so here's the intro to his book it says have you found yourself struggling with regular bouts of anger self-critical thoughts or troubling relationship patterns if so then there is likely something you need to explore within your shadow self your shadow self is the place where all your hurts fears and sadness have been repressed these are the parts of you that don't often see the light of day things that you may be choosing to avoid because they feel too overwhelming But avoiding these emotions and allowing them to linger unexamined in your shadow is not healthy. It also stops you from ever truly knowing your whole self and achieving the self-love that comes from that acceptance. But the good news is you can work to better understand and integrate these repressed parts of yourself through shadow work. Shadow work is a form of mental self-care that will help you heal your past wounds so that you can live a better life. This work is not easy. And at times it can bring up emotions and memories that you might rather have kept hidden, but it is necessary if you want to discover who you really are. 
The 40 workbook entries in the shadow work workbook will help you better understand your shadow self. First, each entry will discuss a different aspect of the shadow and provide thought-provoking questions for you to think on and explore. After you've dug deep into those questions, you'll find a series of related affirmations that will drive home the message of self-acceptance and strengthen and fortify the positive thoughts you want your mind to concentrate on. Isn't that incredible? You're doing incredible. shadow work right now, friend. You, I see you click clacking over there. <laughs> and just some of the things that he is exploring in the book, everything from connecting with your breath to creating sacred spaces, working with your inner child, questions for reflections, exploring boundaries, yes. even down to exploring being busy, which, which is a chapter that I'm looking forward to getting to. Um, examining insecurities why they're there, the people you attract, uh, getting in touch with your inner dialogue, listening to your intuition, examining your personal stories, you know, narratives that you create about yourself. (laughs) And he says with exercises, exploring anger and shame, feeling your feelings and so much more. The shadow work workbook helps you gain a deeper love and understanding of all parts of yourself. Shadow work can be the path you need to move past old old wounds and make your way forward to living a happier, more fulfilled life. We are so excited for you, Jarrell. (laughs) Yes. I'm going to get that. You can order it wherever books are sold. Yes, it's on Amazon, Barnes & Noble, obviously the Simon & Schuster website. Wherever you get your books, it is available now. The Shadow Work Workbook. I'm going to spell his name for those who... Uh, may, may be unfamiliar. Jorel is J O R E L, and his last name, Caraballo, is C A R A B A L L O. Jorel Caraballo, and the book is The Shadow Work Workbook. Now, what I read was the intro. Definitely check him out. And if you hadn't checked out our episode that we did with him back in 2018, if you want to get a sense of his personality and his work. Run that up. Run that back. (laughs) Right. The other side of therapy, which was a really fun episode because I didn't create it just to ask him for advice. You know, like, what are five ways that we could have mental health? It was really just um, having a convo about being a black therapist you know, what that mm-hmm. looks like. How did he come to want to do that as a career? What's it like when he's out at the club and sees his clients? You know, what did he study? How did he know what field to choose? It was really uh, lifting the veil of a therapist's life, you know, behind the mm-hmm. practice. And I thought that that was a really cool angle to take. And he was a great team player with us on that episode. So definitely check out his book. He also, yes. hold on, I want to pull up. Something that he mentioned to me. He said, I also want you to mention that my practice has also expanded with providers and locations in Cali, Pennsylvania, and New York. So if anyone wants therapy, they can reach out to us at vivamentalhealth.com. That's V-I-V-A mentalhealth.com. He said, appreciate you. Hope you're absorbing what the PNW has to offer. Because I hit him and told him, hey, by the way, thank you so much for sending the books I'm going to highlight it on my wellness segment and I asked him if there's any services or resources that he wanted me to add to the segment. So definitely check sure. check out that resource. I love that he's expanded past New York and check out the book. And that's it 
for this week's wellness segment. Super Back dope. to you, Asante, Mr. Music Man. All right. Yes. Thank you, friend. We are back with another week of the Music Man segment. But because I had the hot button issue, we're not really going to do no Music Man segment. We're just going to go right to the listens lately, the songs to play. Okay. <laughs> because the people still want to know what songs y'all been listening to. Right. Right. So, Fran, I hope you got your phone handy. Hope you got your Spotify open or your Apple right. Music or your Tadal or your SoundCloud or whatever you all listen to. <laughs> Tadal. <laughs> you, know, you know, I'm black, so I got to say certain things, you know, with a little accent. <clears throat> So, Fran, play us a little something. Tell me who you've been listening to. Hmm. Trying to find a song. <clears throat> oh, Drum and BJ the Chicago Kid dropped a song called People. PPL. Mm. And I like it. I'm about to play setbacks since from years ago way too much free time in the meantime during me time i'd explode i had to rewind for a decline chuck the peace sign now i'm peacing you can call it what you want but i'm just calling it how i see it taking it easy ain't an option i got options i can choose from i can move one via uber while i call it to pick you up that's like you really maneuver but you move more sneaky you can call it what you want but i'm calling it how i see it she was too good Okay, okay, now drum and BJ the Chicago kid people, but spelled <clears throat> PPL. That's it for BJ, me. Just BJ that was one coming week. in hot now. Okay, yeah, I All wish right. we could have played him because you know how he comes. Also, Smino's album is so great. Definitely check it yes. out. I'm not even going to play any specific song, but his album is called Love for Rent, and every track is dope. Mm-hmm. I just appreciate what he brings to the industry. That's it for me. All right, then, Dustin Ross, what about you? What you playing for us? This Stone Cold by Destio and Mariah the Scientist. Oh my God. Said he calling from Atlanta, say he missed me. Well, well, well. Guess you better send that private out to get me. Expect this to be a long cold winter. You fucking with a Stone Cold sinner. Fucking with me, you got no regrets. Fucking on me, no, I do it best. Fucking on you, only one. That shit, I like that shit. Um, <laughs> this next song is called Mrs. Davis by Gucci Man. It's a whole song about him loving on his wife. Aww.
happy life. I took my own advice. Uh-huh. I think about my wife and all that she had to sacrifice. Yeah. We're humble beginners, now our life different. My bitch worth a half a billion, yeah, my wife different. So I ain't got no time for these momentary slits. I still remember visits that you made to Terry Hut. It's our anniversary. Like Tony, Tony, Tony. No Instagram relationships, that other shit be phony. Had to buy two rings. Yeah. Gucci. Yeah. I think I think that song is so hard, right? Um, and then the last song I'm finna play, where it's at. This song is called Pretty Girls Walk by Big Boss Vet. It's my shit. <laughs> no matter what the fuck these hoes time about, just know you a bad bitch every motherfucking time that you wake up and you look in that motherfucking mirror. All the pretty girls walk like this, 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 this. Pretty girls walk like this, 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 this. All the pretty girls walk like Big Boss Vet. Pull up in the vet. <laughs> well, well, well. Um, great picks. Uh, Thank you. And great pick from you as well, uh, friend. Thank Kodak you. Black dropped a project called Cutthroat Bill Volume One. Um, I hate that Kodak is doing what he's doing out there, but as far as the music goes, that's what we walk, focused on walk, right here. Walk, walk, um, walk. so a month ago he dropped a record called Walk, which was spin, the shit. Spin, spin, and spin. after that he dropped a song called Spin. And spin just goes. Here we go. Interesting, interesting production choice. Uh, Is that like, why I, love it. I just love. <laughs> I mean, sure, and you know nothing to say to any of that. But that ain't got nothing to do with me. <laughs> I just, you know, a, a lot happens outside of the records, but as far as the records go, I just love that record. Much love to Saucy Santana. Much love to um, Saucy Santana. Sure. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Um, like if there was like wow. a remix wow. with them doing wow. that both together, and that would be dope. Oh, but you know, you I'll check the multiverse. Um, I'll check the multiverse. <laughs> right. uh, the place that would happen. 
What's that song when they be like, I ain't stressing the day, nigga, and they be doing that dance? You know what I'm, you know what I'm talking about? Lupita Nyong'o did it. It's like a challenge they doing now. <laughs> where they be like, I ain't stressing the day, nigga. Hold on, I'm about to find it. Because I wanted to find a song for the Please. Music Man segment. <laughs> I know I'm going to play it for our people. Hey, Patreon. Hey, Patreon. Oh, my God. What oh is, my God! I, do you know what Discord? Our Discord calls themselves the housing developments because <laughs> <laughs> they said we ignore them and we never bring them up. <laughs> Hi, Discord. We love y'all. We don't want to be in Discord with you all. We love y'all. We, right, love, we y'all. love you, Discord. We love y'all. We love y'all. <laughs> Look at Lucia. <laughs> She looks so cute. Listen to listen to the song, y'all. <laughs> you can tell she's been doing that all over because everybody keeps laughing. Look at her. <laughs> Why does she have her own little Kim dance? I'm crying. She is so cute. Yeah. So people, people, it's like a, it's a whole like challenge people are doing to that song. So shout out to whoever song that is. That's I so feel cute. like we should play it during the music. <laughs> Uh, well, friend, because you mentioned Smino, I had been wanting to play some more of music from Love for Rent, and yes. I just couldn't decide. But I, since you I play love nothing, Rent, huh? Five hundred, or, or will I lose my dignity? I love that song you from Rent. Would. Oh, so love not Rent. the not the Seasons of Love one you was about to sing? Yeah, I like that one too. That's the one with oh. all the numbers. Five hundred twenty-five thousand. Remember, Frenchie Davis laid that song to rest. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. I was singing. Yeah. She was singing it, but six hundred minutes in daylights, ah! in sunsets, in mm-hmm. sometimes in midnights, in clouds of coffee, clouds of coffee, in inches, in miles, in laughter, in stride. Five hundred twenty-five thousand six hundred minutes. How do you measure a year in the life? How about I'm ready to go to Broadway <laughs> I want to be in one. I can see that. Measured in love. I love that song because when they start breaking that shit down, seasons of the name of the sticker going in. I just can't do all that. I just be like real like, all right, this ain't my part. Y'all go ahead, kill it. Um, (laughs) So from Smino, I'm going to play. Damn. Right. Okay, I'm going to play Pro Freak. Right, because because there's, there's 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 so many cool songs on here. I've always loved Smino's style and like been a big fan of Love Renaissance. Uh, no, excuse me, not Love Renaissance. Um, Z Pharrell and everything he's got going on. Um, this is Pro Freak with Dolce Batman Scoop. Remember when yeah, he I got the two of the hoodies. One of them, one of them. <laughs> that was a fire I was so concept. mad because. I made a mistake and I bought the hoodies and I bought the hoodie and the shorts for one. And for the other one, I only bought the hoodie and I was pissed. I was like, why? Because the first time when I got on the website, I thought it only had the one on there. So I just bought the first one and kept it moving. I don't know why I didn't think to scroll. I think I was at work or some shit. Anyway, I have, I have gone now. And I saw him in Atlanta. Mm -hmm. He looked fly as fuck. Anyway, uh, (laughs) this song's pro freak. Dochi, fat man, scoop. It's the shit. Smino's the shit. Here we go. She get ghetto at the Friday Gus with the good grief Gus with the gold teeth Pro freak But she get ghetto at the Friday We like them Gus 
get it, let's get it. She bold, let's get it. That bitch is different. Set it to regular, regular, never impressing. I wanna restore her. I mess with the head when I'm testing her. Now she ain't mine. I'm like, who is it? She know I'm not giving her business. I see her making the second decision. So go listen to that song, Fire. Um, it's like Smino himself is just a vibe and super fly and amazing and yeah, like just I don't even I I don't even have the proper language to describe Smino. So if you don't know, go get familiar. Come back and tell us your favorite picks. Um, last artist I'm gonna highlight. Well, actually, I have two. I just have two more, but. I'm, I'm next artist. I want to talk about Coco Jones. She dropped uh, oh. a few songs. Uh, this project is called "What I Didn't Tell You," and the first song on there is called "Headline." And this is the shit, Coco Jones. Here we go. Trying to be sleek, better watch your step. I'ma let my. You don't wanna see my bad side. End up as a headline. Whoa, whoa. I know you see me all pretty, but boy, I got a bad side. This ain't funny, this ain't satire. You gon' end up as a headline if you catch me on my bad side. You must think that I'm stupid. I know what you've been doing. Got your location, I know where you at. Say you chillin' with the homies, that's cap. Anyway, the song is the bomb. The production and the layering is in the way it evolves. It's the shit. Y'all have to go listen to it, get the full picture, get in the Coco Jones, get you a cup of the hot cocoa, sip it, take it in, <laughs> tell your friends about it, and uh, tell me that the friends don't send you. Anyway, last artist I'm going to play, I'm only playing this song because I have to just... Again, this is just a moment where, again, I have to separate artists from things that they talk about and they do. And I know it's going to be very controversial for me to share a pick from this artist, but it is the eight year anniversary of their debut project. Uh, mm. Well, a project of many, but um, Azealia Banks broke with expensive taste dropped eight <laughs> years ago. And I just at the time was really fucking with, you know, everything that she had going on and. Now I hear less about the music and more about everything else she's doing. So, you know, if, until we get back into that groove, I'm just, you know, still here for this older music, obviously. But I just haven't heard any of the other stuff. And when, But when I will respectfully say when I do hear the newer stuff, I am always pleasantly surprised at how she grows as an artist. It's just the stuff outside of the music that just takes me away from what's going on. Which has also been with other artists this week that I did not mention for that reason. But I'm ending it with Azealia Banks still. Um, this particular song is called, uh, there's so many different songs that I, I could want to play, but I'm just going to leave you with um, JFK, Azalea Banks. I might have played this particular song. This is the only song I ever liked by her. For real? Yeah. Oh, well. That's, I love this song. That's funny. So I, I guess mm-hmm. I should play that song since you actually. I love this one. song. For real. <laughs> Look, now I'm like, I, I shouldn't play anything else. If you me. really think about it, anytime we've discussed her, I've been like, it's only one song I ever heard about her and liked, and it's this. It's and JFK. I, I've never gotten to that part. I'll tell y'all this. When I th- mm-hmm. 
Okay, so <laughs> that's so funny. This is Jeff K. Picture nobody for the crown. She's the winner, the lobby with a smile. Jeff Black weave up the length of a mound. Jeff Black feet while I love a craft style. Smith flip this and dip dip twelve. This is business, you must miss out. Don't be dressed up, your boy's drunk out. Girl, it's press now, we hate going down. Simple old breaks and be late lounge. Maybe you look late and beat my now. Give you good taste, the race don't have. Mommy, keep blades, better get the cake. Shimmy your own stage, you're giving a good face. Somebody on the page, somebody in the maze. Dusty loves that for her I singing. like that part when she be singing. And, well, in that, and in that part, she says, I am Miss Icon and I swore I saw a shade of green on ya and I took time to teach her taught in the Lord. It's a very gay song. Azalea Banks has been making very gay music for a very long time. So it's just very funny that it's like the eight year anniversary. It's during a renaissance. People don't want to put them together. They were almost supposed to be together mm-hmm. until somebody did make, uh, until somebody did some stuff. But I don't want to get into that because again, just don't want to. But here we are. So I will end the Music Man segment and pass it on to you, Dustin Ross, because I would love to know what you've been watching over there on TV Land. Yeah. You know what's funny? This week it don't even matter. Because no. what we're gonna do is talk about married to motherfucking medicine. Oh, yeah. It's been it's been long enough, right? Ooh. <laughs> and in a in a comprehensive all season review, right? That's the, the the approach that we're gonna take with this conversation because it's very easy to get caught up into the semantics and you know the namby pamby of you know tit for tat okay. back and forth. We're not doing none of that, you know. We're gonna talk about who these people are according to what we've seen on the screen and what it means for us as viewers. Now, me personally, I've been watching Married to Medicine. Since season one, episode one, I have been there. I was shooting in the gym with this show <laughs> as a viewer. Okay, um, seen my, the season one uh, intro. No, I'm just kidding. I've I've seen them all. Um, my uh, my the way that I see these women on this show is a comprehensive overview of who they have been. Right? It's not you know uh, tethered to one part or one facet of their personality. It's who they are overall that has, um, uh, you know, brought me to the conclusions I've arrived at at the close of season nine as a viewer. We've been watching these women for nine years. Wow. Currently, there are one, two, three, four cast members that have been here since season one. That's very rare for an ensemble reality show like this to have these core cast members who are just a part of this, you know? And um, I think that that has been a huge um, part of the success of this show. That's why people love it so much because we're literally deeply invested in the lives of these women. And at this point, they're making a million dollars a season to do this show. You know what I mean? And it's good to see that, you know, when a lot of people get paid literally pennies to show the worst parts of themselves on camera. It's nice to see these black medical professionals and wives of medical professionals and ex-wives of medical professionals who have taken the reins of their lives and really created these dynamic stories that we've witnessed, right? So let's just go down the line. We'll start with Quad, right? 
Quad Web. Uh, used to be Lunchford. Now it's just Web. She's the first person in the history of this show who divorced their mate. And she was not the, she was married to medicine. Her ex-husband, Dr. Gregory Lunsford, um, I believe he was a psychiatrist, not a psychologist. I think he was a psychiatrist. I believe, I can't remember, but one of the two, either a psychiatrist, psychiatrist or a psychologist. Yeah, whatever he but, was, he needed one too. Yeah. And, <laughs> and some basing, somebody needed to stomp his scrotum one time. He's some bass in his voice. Hey, 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 hey. Man, I remember you know he, had, he had a real high pitched voice when they would argue. And then one time he stormed out of the house and sped away after an argument. Oh my God. His voice is already high pitched. Guess what kind of car he was in? A Mini Cooper. <laughs> I'm bleeding. And he go out and slam the door on a Mini Cooper and back out and zip off down the street. Right? But anyway, so Quad got the hell on. You know, she went on to, uh, originally she was a stay-at-home mom. A stay-at-home wife, excuse me. They never actually had children together. She was a stay-at-home wife. She ended up um, doing her own thing. She was a talk show host on Sister Circle for multiple seasons. Um, she wrote a cookbook that's still selling to this day. She's still going on, um, you know, the current daytime talk press runs cooking and, you, you know, selling her products and stuff. So Quad's doing her thing. Quad has such a unique story in this ensemble cast because she is a divorcee. So she's not married to anyone who is working in the medicine field, medical field right now. However, her, she's such an integral part of this story, the framework of this story, because she's been there from day one. She was an original cast member, you know, and because their their stories are so intertwined, it's kind of hard to escape her participation in this show. Now, some people take issue with that, right? Because they're like, well, she ain't married to medicine. And we all know that Mariah Huck, who created the show, um, and used to be best friends with Quad, but is now they're now terrible enemies. One of the things that she said to Quad when the heat of an argument was, "You ain't. Why are you here? You're, you're not you ain't married, even to married to medicine, my medicine, love." My love. That's what she told her. Damn. Which I thought was really dirty because, like I said, these girls are now made. Women are now making a million bucks a season. You know what I'm saying? Ten seasons in. You know, at the time they was probably making like seven hundred thousand a season, which is incredible money. You know what I mean? To to do this type of work, yeah. and you're so. This somebody who's supposed to be your friend and you're like advocating for her exodus from the show, for her not to participate and eat, you know what I'm saying? And she probably mm. was privy to a lot of personal shit about Quad's, you know, relationship. Just It was just dirty. But anyway, a lot of people feel like that because fans take a side when it comes to these conflicts on reality TV shows. Mm -hmm. And a lot of fans took Mariah's side and vilified Quad and didn't want her to participate. Blah, 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 blah. But Quad is here. Last season... Quad had conflicts with Toya, who was another day one cast member, Toya Bush Harris, wife of Dr. Eugene Harris, emergency medicine. They had a fallout. They had a fallout. Um, and Toya has a habit of saying the Toya hits below the belt with insults when she gets into an argument with the other cast members on this show. We, we all remember when they was at that spa and she told Lisa Nicole Cloud, who was married to a doctor she when they were arguing she told her with your with gay, gay ass, ass husband. husband and she's nasty with it like she 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 fights toya fist fights she got into a fight physical fight fights. on season one don't say she, she does fights. she fights she got in a physical fight on season one then now here we are at season nine she got into another physical scrimmage okay 
with Audra, who was a friend of the show this season. Toya also had a friend. Now, this has been reported by Dr. Heavenly, by Funky Dineva, by Quad, people who are there at this event and people who have knowledge of what took place at this event. There was actually another physical fight at that same Christmas party where Toya and Audra got into a fight in season nine between Anila and a lady named Carmitha, who was friends with Toya. They came there to, I guess, be Toya's, you know, you have support in that way, but she really took Anila down to, to the mat, to the floor. Anila, the newest cast member in this ensemble, who she's a, um Indian woman or whatever, which she brings really, really dope, like cultural diversity to the cast. So it's refreshing mm. new stories and new, you know, she's things to witness. She she's well. got yeah. great energy, but she's a liar. Oh, no. She's a liar. She, she says that she's so busy with <laughs> blogging. And, you know, blogging this, blogging that, her blog has been inactive, inactive since 2019. Um, She says that her Instagram is popping, it's not. You know, we know how this works. And I don't care, y'all can come get me, (laughs) I don't give a damn. I'm going to say it. She's lying about that. She said that she got $500,000 worth of free furniture to furnish her new beautiful home with that she got for free because of blogging. She's lying. Now, no one believes that. And Anila also, thing, right? if you are familiar with and go back and look at her blog and her Instagram, you kind of follow the themes and the tones of like how she's presented. Anila has chased this positioning as an influencer for a long time. Mm-hmm. She's one of the people who would leave 35 hashtags under her caption um, to generate, you know, um, engagement that way and she's just really been thirsty oh, for a it. look as it she is she's really been thirsty for a look as an influence can i just say and even now hold on because I'm, I'm i'm steering the car <laughs> so even now you know two seasons in with her participation on this show you kind of got to show and prove when it comes to the things that you say that you do and it's it's totally reasonable to you know for one of these cast members to utilize their participation in this show to reposition themselves in some industry or business, right? You should be doing that, but you can't lie about it on the back end because what people do is go back and look. Every scene that she was in this season, a major part of her story was, I'm too busy to perform my functions as a wife and mother, right? Because I'm so busy blogging. They're sending me all these things to blog. She would have a random box of things you know what i mean not a bunch of bullshit really nothing some boots or a dress that she would have somebody put into a box to be able to say that you know this was going on or whatever she's got to walk it like she talks it because she's literally been lying and it even trickled down to the reunion part three that just aired this past week where she literally got caught in a lie from quad the hands of good old quad who remember has been here since season one when the lights came on and so she's seasoned in this space of operating in conflict with her cast members and shit, threw Anila, Anila thought she was throwing Quad under the bus, Quad threw Anila right in the front of that motherfucker, and she, Anila, got hit first. That's what happens when you're a rookie and you don't know what you're doing on this show. Speaking of rookies, Contessa Metcalf. Physician, successful, beautiful, had a lot of, 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 marital turmoil the past two seasons had a real friendship with dr heavenly who is literally a centrifugal force on this goddamn um cast dr heavenly makes it happen Mm -hmm. she knows how to how to 
who create a story and continue the story moving forward by creating conversations or asking questions that move the story along, which is a necessary part uh, when it comes to a show like this working well. And remember, these ladies are in C. They just ended season nine. They're about to start filming season 10. Okay, so Contessa has decided to take issue with Dr. Heavenly, who they had a very real friendship outside of this show. Dr. Heavenly was the only person that really fucked with Contessa. Contessa just decided that after two years of complaining about her relationship with her husband, who sidebar is cool as hell, and I got drunk with at BravoCon, her husband, he we're both from Flint, Michigan. So once we were backstage talking and shit, we just started drinking it. He's a great time. Contessa, though, really dropped the ball this season for me. I supported her being on the right side of all the conflicts prior. And ever since she's been on this show, she was on the right side of the conversation. I love that. This season, she did a complete 180. And we've seen this happen on other shows where people just flip and start doing things differently or running with the other team or getting with the ops. And, you know, it's just a really hard adjustment for us as fans because I heavenly for all that people say she is and people call her a bulldog and say, you know, she's a mean person or whatever, but she, her feelings were hurt by the, the dissolution of her friendship with Dr. Contessa. They were hurt and you can see it in her literally in her face. And it's very rare because we don't get that sort of vulnerability from heavenly as viewers, but heavenly's feelings were hurt. That's why she's so eager to move on from that, that story of conflict between her and Contessa. They didn't cuss each other out. But they do it differently. And Heavenly's fighting, believe it or not, with love. And Contessa is, is if you watch the show and you've gotten as familiar as we are with this part of the story, you know that Contessa has been hell-bent on having something to say in opposition to Dr. Heavenly, no matter what the conversation is about. She contributes when other people are having conflict with Dr. Heavenly, no matter if she's directly involved or not. And it's gotten, it's gotten so old and tired. She is trying to establish herself as, you know, she's trying to make statements with like her fashion and her hair choices. She sat in this whole reunion with a ponytail with a belt buckle in the middle of it. And then the hair continued after the belt buckle part. Right. And it was so awkward because she literally could not turn her head to the side because she wanted that piece to stay like that. So she literally did the whole reunion like this. So she's arguing and making points. Really? Do you think I'm really going to go ahead and do it? <laughs> Stiff. Because she's trying to pull off this stupid thing in her hair that she doesn't even need. Dr. Contessa is a natural beauty. Mm-hmm. She literally did a fuck. She's 45. She did a fucking fitness competition this season on the show. Looking good Three fucking kids. Military. Vet. Physician. Okay? But she's searching for this identity on this show in so many ways and her style choices and her willful opposition to certain people, to her um, just being nasty, cracking mean jokes when she don't have to, that aren't even funny and don't land because it's so unnatural for her. Maybe she got to go through this to find out who the fuck she is. Maybe not. Mm. I love Dr. Jackie. Dr. Jackie is the heart and soul of this show and people can try every season they try to find something to say about dr jackie or they try to poke and prod her to get her involved in the mess toy his ghetto ass did it this year you know and they always have something to say about jackie not taking action on what somebody else did wrong it's never anything jackie did it's always jackie being involved by proxy 
Dr. Jackie's going to be sitting right there in that first chair again next year at the reunion. She's a pillar on this show and she's necessary. She also has one of the most successful, if not the most successful, um, OBGYN practice. She owns another center. Um, she owns a surrogacy um, um, agency. It's just so many things like that. If you've got a vagina, take it down to Dr. Jackie if you're in Atlanta, okay? Last person we had to talk about is Dr. Simone. She just get on my nerves. I love her because she's an important part of this show, but Dr. Simone just be saying anything, yelling, not making no damn sense, and, and being fake. And they call her a flip-flopper <laughs> for a reason because she does go wherever the wind blows. She needs to stop kissing Toya's ass, Toya's fucking ass, and stand up for herself because oh she knows Toya's full of shit. And Simone is getting this reaction from me because she knows better. I know she knows better because I've seen how she responded to other situations on this show. So, Simone, we're just sick of the bullshit. We're sick of it. We're tired Don't of you. With me, man. We're tired of you doing that. And you need to take a stand. And if you're going to be friends with Heavenly and Jackie, be their friend. And stop sitting around letting Contessa and Toya's mean, surly asses talk the shit that you let them talk <laughs> and participating in it with them. It's not right. It's not right because every time you decide that you're ready to make nice, like the Dixie Chicks said, every time you decide you're ready to make nice, Heavenly and them welcome Heavenly and Jackie welcome you back with open arms. You are fiercely jealous of Heavenly and Jackie's real friendship outside of this show because you think it's just supposed to be you and Jackie supposed to be the friends. No, Heavenly and Jackie are an unlikely pair and they're real friends, and you and your teeth gotta deal with it. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> and it's a lot more I could say, but we would take this thing all the way to three hours. So I'm going to let it go right here. And, you know, if y'all want to ask me some questions on Patreon, maybe I'll get a little bit specific over there. Patreon.com slash the friends on Patreon. I mean, the friends on podcast. Patreon.com slash the friends on podcast. Thank you, Patreon. Thank you. I love Patreon. Thank you, Patreon. And we love and you, Discord, Discord housing developments. We love, we love you discord we about to do some, we about to do some new things with the housing developments we about to redo all that and get the funding together for y'all get some programs and shit over there get a gate or something yeah. you know what i'm saying mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. as some, always some dollars, government dollars don't forget to to watch illuminating intersectionality Hosted by yours truly, Jay yes. of All Jays and Dr. Takia Robinson. Yes. Go right now if you haven't. Leave us comments, like the video, share it, and go and watch that on the share Loudspeakers it. Network YouTube channel. Thank you so much. And don't forget to catch my episode of Illuminating Intersectionality next Monday, November 14th. It launches at 6 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. I will see you there on Twitter and on YouTube. Like Dustin said, catch us on patreon.com forward slash the friend zone podcast. We love you, Discord Housing Developments. We see you, yes, SoundCloud. We, you, we see you, Twitter. We're on Twitter at <laughs> friend zone pod if you don't follow us already. We're also on Facebook. I feel like we never shout out our Facebook family. The Friend Zone Podcast on Facebook. Definitely hang with hey, us. Hey, friends on um, <laughs> Facebook. Hey, y'all. That's the card of fake. As always, we love you so much. <laughs> Stay black and protect your magic. We love you all. <laughs> See you next week. Bye.
You can make money the hard way becoming a bullfighter. Or save money the easy way with Xfinity Mobile. It sure beats making money as a human cannonball. Now through March 21st, learn how existing Xfinity customers can get a free line of unlimited intro for a year when they buy one unlimited line. That's hundreds of dollars in savings on your wireless bill. Visit XfinityMobile.com today. Restrictions apply. Xfinity Mobile requires Xfinity Internet. Reduce speeds after 20 gigabytes of usage per line. Data thresholds may vary.